0: And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets' charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift?
1: Let's get into it. Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Las wow. yeah. Culturistas. Ding, ding dong! Lost Culture calling. calling. Should we share the BTS? Yeah, whatever you want to share. Like high comedy that just happened, that sort of like, blah, 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 blah. It, Bowen forgot to run his audio when he did the whole countdown and everything. We said the words ding dong.
0: <laughs> it felt like a gag from the Dick Van Dyke show or oh. something. It felt like WandaVision. Oh, that felt like WandaVision. Are you watching? yes How Ladies are you gentlemen,
2: welcome to the stage WandaVision.
0: <laughs> division <laughs> no, okay we don't know who that is that voice from beyond uh well, we'll get to that We don't know yet no one reads the titles before they listen no one kristen connect. stewart tell me what you thought about WandaVision. division supposedly um all of the reviews that are coming in are saying nothing happens in the first two episodes it's all set up and i'm like okay, i get that but i also right but I also love the fact that you have Elizabeth Olsen turning in like a really good performance. She's so good. Martha May, Martha May, Marma, Marma, Mar- 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 Mar, like that. Marma, Marma, Marma.
1: I didn't seem that either, but you know what we both saw and love was Ingrid Goes West.
0: Angry Goes West, she's so fucking she's good in that. She's
1: so fucking good. And also, she's so talented. And I said to you, you should pitch her to host
0: SNL. Because I bet she would turn it. Well, you, you bet your ass while Catherine Hahn and Tiana Paris were on screen with Elizabeth. I was like, let me text someone at work right now and be like, you guys got to reach out to Elizabeth. And when Bo and Yang texts, <laughs> it gets sent. All right, here's sent. the deal. Um,
1: <laughs> she actually is really fucking
0: good. And Catherine Hahn is perfect oh, yes. every time. When has she not been perfect? I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. I ever since ever since Step Brothers, ever since Anchorman, she like the, you know you the, know the scene in Anchorman where Christina Applegate like nails her first time anchoring solo. Yes, and they cut to like the women in the office cheering yes. her. The Catherine is on the side being like you.
1: You! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You and the pointing. Also, that performance is so good, and she killed it in the eh, meh, thing, And of course, Step Brothers, we love. But you know what shook me?
0: I Love Dick. No, go ahead.
1: No, I actually didn't watch I Love Dick. Sorry, Amazon. Ooh. Um, uh, but you know what shook me so hard like an earthquake you know how an earthquake shakes you often yeah this yeah. shook me almost equally so so when revolutionary road came out i like oh. was sitting for like you know this like bracing drama and then there was Catherine han serving up suburban domesticity the repression was real but still funny and charming and then she has like a crying scene at the end where we love which we love she can legitimately do it all and yeah. just to see her step into this like, because I thought Elizabeth Olsen was doing like 50s sitcom of it all well. And then she comes in and was so that like sort yeah, of yeah, Ethel yeah. in uh, I Love Lucy, supporting Love Lucy, character yeah. woman that it just, uh, sorry, I Love Lucy, that she just rocked in that. She can do everything,
0: everything. I feel like we've talked about this and this is true, like boomer leanings on the show coming at you. But like, I I do feel sad for the youth today. who like, That they haven't seen it. Yeah. Or who who just aren't like guided towards that like the algorithm never like surfaces that stuff up to them anyway. Who who cares? Who cares? Well, this is what we'll say to our
1: very Gen Z crowd. Please <laughs> seek out. I love Lucy. You will love this. last It's a great of it all. show.
0: It's got this woman. Oh, it's and- fabulous.
1: Oh, it's I, this woman. It's
0: got a woman. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's got a
1: woman, okay? Speaking of women, mm. um, we got a fucking hell of a woman on the show today. This is actually, Bowen, our guest doesn't know this, or I would be hard-pressed to believe that if they come on in a second and be like, no, I knew that, that they were telling the truth. This is not our first interview with the guest. Our first interview? This
0: is not our first interview.
1: And you <laughs> barely remember, too. When we were working at Vulture, what was that thing, that, the room you booked in in like the East Village? What was that app called? Oh, I booked a breather. Oh my God, Yeah, breather. We booked a breather for our interview with Trixie Mattel, who the night prior had been crowned the winner of All Stars 3, and got on and did a 20-minute interview on with the phone us. with Trixie Mattel. And we were like sc- sort of skittering, tittering around the room, all nervous because it we was Trixie Mattel. like, no oh my Trixie God, Mattel. Trixie,
0: congrats. Like we were truly...
1: Uh, supplicants
0: supplicants and gagged
1: we were simply oh. suppling so we were we were literally so I just remembered that the other day it feels like another lifetime ago but I mean this is a guest that I think probably was aspirational the entire time we've been doing the podcast and then we thought well we can't ask because she'll never say yes never never. <laughs> literally yes. bitch and there's
0: that cackle
2: the cackle that hear. we love why do you think people are always like um I feel like girl you're just everywhere right now I'm like cause I say yes <laughs> to everything
1: cause <laughs> it's I'm not easy success. to guess
2: it's going along. Yeah, with Trixie things.
1: Mattel, uh, not hard to get the next special. Um, uh, but yeah. wait, so before we sort of bring the the guest in, uh, the no one knows who it is yet. Bowen at home, they have to hear about the credits.
0: <laughs> I don't know why we go through like the weird, sort of like behind the curtain stuff of like, let's not bring in our guest yet. I I feel like we can experiment with the form going forward, and I think Trixie is like pushing us to that better place. Like, don't you think the readers know who the guest is when they tap on the damn? episode i just want to put that out there
1: i like the pump and the circumstance and in in keeping with the pump and the circumstance let me say this truly disgusting offensive list of credits and this and and i'm gonna do it because this is psychotic
2: i love shit like this by the way i know people are supposed to be like "Mm, i'm embarrassed i love it let me know i know you you love it
1: i know you love it. It, it it makes me a combination of proud and mad to say that Trixie Mattel, who has the Guinness record for world's skinniest human woman in North America, has <laughs> uh, after competing on season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, went on to, as probably the audience well knows, win Drag Race All-Stars 3. But that's only a small part of the story, Bowen Yang, as you know. And we talked last night after a rewatch of Moving Parts, the Netflix mm-hmm, documentary mm-hmm, starring mm-hmm, Trixie mm-hmm. Mattel, um, that it's so rare that, like, we have, like, yes, this drag race contestant that's a successful drag race contestant, but then what they've done outside the show so dwarfs that. I mean, incredible singer, songwriter, comedian, and drag icon. I have to tell you, after giving Barbara the album that was released last year a few more spins, I went online. I was Barbara's like, I wonder if this is on vinyl. Oh it is on vinyl. It's coming <gasps> tomorrow. It? I, oh I ordered God. it. The other albums, Two Birds and One Stone, you can stream them all on Spotify or you
0: can order the goddamn vinyl like I did I'm so excited and, and don't forget the moving parts soundtrack which has songs that are exclusive to the documentary that Hello, Goodbye, too Hello,
1: and as and they Katya. say in the community say, that.
3: say
1: um, that you might also know or not know that our guest is actually a New York Times best-selling author along with Katya their comedy partner Ka- Trixie and Katya's Guide to Modern Womanhood is available now you may also know them from the Trixie and Katya show from Viceland ugh the web series and the podcast The Bald and the Beautiful also with Katya Zamalochikova like we mentioned that the Netflix documentary moving parts earlier she's also the CEO of Trixie Cosmetics and host this season of The Pit Stop on the <gasps> Drag Race
0: YouTube channel and he happens to be gay he happens to be gay oh there's the, the last the most recent episode of The Pit Stop was really interesting yeah because, because there, was some, there was some tension there was, some there was tension, tension. We, we, don't, we don't have to get into it <laughs> But there was Bianca, I love,
1: she's such a messy bitch. I really love it. But the way she was like, drag- we'll talk about it. But we'll we'll anyway, talk. everyone,
0: welcome into your ears. Trixie, Trixie Mattel.
2: Oh my God, I am so privileged. I just love you both so
0: much. You we guys love are like you. My, you gotta stop.
2: It's so fun. I just love listening to you both. I love all your POVs. I think you are equal parts critical of things in culture and you equal parts try to see it all different ways. I just yeah. love you both. I, and Bowen, I have to say your voice is just like, Mm. it's so chocolatey and like no. i don't know something velvet. no it's so
0: relaxing
3: no. it's so We're relaxing not doing this.
0: you
1: really are becoming a sex icon and people have been noticing sort of around the world that you're a sex icon and it's
2: really wonderful to see
1: thank you No, you.
2: but you're you're both very very attractive and something about bowen's boy because matt usually hit the hysterics the highs and lows they're singing yeah, that's and then it'll be silent and bowen will come in like ba 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 and it's like <laughs> I, I just want to take a shower in that that sound
0: i would say that bowen is the trixie and i might be the katya the beauty of trixie and katya is that any duo can sort of like trade off the identities that's my yeah. opinion
2: that's well yes totally it's sort of like a reverse because i'm sort of the straight man in that relationship mm-hmm, and right. she's the wackadoo even though she looks normal and i look <laughs> Beautiful. Gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm, but gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But um, she's just hard to pin down because her POVM most things is very like logical. And then sometimes she'll peek, you she'll she'll lift the veil a little bit on a, a life experience, and you're like, Wow, yeah. yeah. What is <laughs> wrong with you? Like yeah. <laughs> the, the <separate> inside
1: <laughs> is like so bracing. Right.
2: Like there's yeah, one yeah. episode where I was like, did you ever have a pet that died? And she goes, <laughs> I had a lizard that I burnt. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? What? Oh my God. Uh, wait, do you,
1: have you had or ever had a pet that died?
2: No, they all live forever. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm real country. So our pets are here for a good time. Not a long time. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, Beautiful. Like, mm, like uh checkers back leg stop working, but the vet <laughs> is so far away.
0: Like yeah. get
2: the gun. I'm sorry, it is very that. I know that's awful, but that's what country people do with their pets. I'm sorry.
1: This is actually a question I often think, like with the whole putting pets down of it all. Not that not that I'm like not that I understand a reality, which is let's take it out back. That is very country. But the thing is, like I've seen people like let their animals live on well beyond their years and the dog will literally be dragging its hind legs up the stairs and i'm like girl this is not an existence
2: oh my i have my boyfriend's mom has a dog that is named alola that literally lives as like a muffin in a basket like <laughs> under a blanket like a newborn like do you guys want to see it okay we'll well everyone look quick and then we'll put it back in a cage for three like it's just trying to live in the dark like this i'm like i mean it's a good quality of life i guess if you're a dog yeah. aren't you fine with that like
3: yeah, yeah, more leave me
2: sure. alone.
0: There is just like um an immediate acceptance that you have to like lock into when like if I'm a pet owner and my my dog's hind legs stop working, I in order to not do anything about it, I would have to uh, cope within it within 2 milliseconds and be like, "Yeah, I mean it's okay. It's fine. It's fine." Let her crawl up the stairs with two front legs. You know she I'm loves
2: it. She's doing yoga.
1: <laughs> no, she does this all the time. Yes, yeah, she's in constant pain. She does this all the time because you oh, allow her, her bit. to do this. She's all the time. doing her bit. <laughs> that's what she does. Yes, yeah, she does that because she doesn't have another choice. It's not like fucking. Sometimes he drinks a Miller Light while watching Jeopardy. It's not like yeah. a fucking hobby that's like no. niche to them. It's like I, I don't pain. have a pet
2: because I'm I'm always mystified in Los Angeles because the number of people who have do- it's the most selfish people alive, but they <laughs> all have pets. And I'm like, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. you
2: are the personality type that needs to take on something to take care of. I really doubt it. I yeah. can barely get mm. I can barely get myself to the restroom sometimes. I'm not yeah. gonna walk a dog down the street. Are you kidding me? Walking the commitment of I'm gonna pick up this shit for the rest of my life. Absolutely not! I will never no. have a dog in the country. You just let your dog go. It comes back hours later. It went to the bathroom ten times. It probably killed and fed itself. Like they it yeah. <laughs> ate something. Like it's very 100%. low maintenance. Very low maintenance yeah. city animal. That you want to talk ball and chain? Jesus Christ! It's literally a lump on a rope that's attached to you.
0: So having a pet in those cities acts as a counterweight to like the um, egomania that people live with every day.
2: Yeah, it's and I also maybe. I'm a lifelong vegetarian. So this isn't about me not liking animals. Right. I almost mm. feel like I love animals so much. I'm not going to get an animal that has to live 15 years in my apartment.
1: Yeah, what? no, you know yeah. it's not the
2: vibe. It's barely is that the vibe a quality for you? of life. Like, yeah,
1: you wouldn't <laughs> no, wish that on any. See, and then I feel bad though, because like another another what they say the other side of the coin is that <laughs> if you are someone that is able. To care for an animal that needs a home, I, so I hosted the show called hot dog on HBO max. And like, we did one episode, which was all rescue dogs. And it was just like, I had to read all these, all this copy that was like, so many dogs are suffering. And it was just like, I'm holding the dog. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, like at the time I had a boyfriend who had a dog and I was like, I have a fully like, I have full capability to take care of one of these animals and they need me. Like I convinced myself in the copy that I was like, I must do this because they live sometimes really short, horrible existences and then they just die. And it makes me so sad. Like it really tugged at my heartstrings. And so I was like, you know, should I do this because I'm able to? And then I was like, no, because that's not going to make the dog happier. I'm like,
2: I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't get an animal right now, period. No. Well, you travel all the time. That's another thing. Yeah, but that's the other thing. If I got an animal, even if it was small, I'd have to take it on a tour bus, and then I'm putting a whole band and everyone out being like, there's a dog here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, you can't bring your girlfriend on the tour. You know? Like, right. right. I don't know. I'm a little too selfish for all that. There's plants on my patio Same. that literally look like cigarette ashes that I think are <laughs> alive. <laughs> I see my boyfriend like once a week. <laughs> I'm like, this is a huge commitment. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just, yeah. I got stuff going on. I got, bur- I got, I got, you know, what do you call it? Burners in the thing? I got things on the burner.
0: Burners in yeah. the thing. You got irons in the question. fire, burners in the thing. I have a question for Trixie because I feel like you can really um, educate me and Matt on this. We're new to 90 Day Nation. We're new to 90 Day Fiance. So am I a little bit. So am I a little bit. Oh, okay. Are we all in the same relatively, like, same early, like, outset timeline on this? Well, what are you watching right now, Trix?
2: So I watched season one and two uh, probably uh, two years ago. And then okay. this during quarantine the last couple months. I'm up, I'm up through, I'm in the middle of seven now.
0: Of straight up 90 Day Fiance? Just yes, the main 90 Day line? Fiance. Got, it. got got it. So okay. the last season was really good.
2: It was, like, Fernanda and, like, um... What was her name? Uh,
0: I have no, I've, I've only seen season four. Sorry, Nicole, Nicole and Asin. Oh, Nicole and Asen forever, crazy, forever. crazy.
2: What I love about the show is this. My boyfriend watches all of the um, the Housewives, every reality show. My boyfriend is like the connoisseur, the the Salt Bay of reality shows. Okay, <laughs> he loves reality TV so much that I always make fun of him because I'm like, you found me. Yeah, i your yeah, yeah, reality yeah. TV trophy. And then he's like Salt Bay that of reality is so TV. Funny. And I'm always like, you know, rewatching watching for the 80th time. Like, yeah. your, your shows are uh. dumb. And then now I'm watching this, which is absolutely lower than the low than the low. But what I love about it is it's unpredictable, but formulaic. Yes. It's always like a doughy white guy, like a 17-year-old Ukrainian girl.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Or it's like a middle-aged mom with two kids and like an yeah. 18-year-old fitness personal trainer from Brazil. Yeah. Right, and they're right. always like, oh, this is real. And I what I like it. about it is it is a little inspiring because it is I would do anything for love because these people truly believe it. They believe it. Whether Me or too. not you believe it's right, these people think that they are making worthy sacrifices for real love and that part of it is kind of inspiring. I mean, I've cried watching that show.
1: Earnestly cried. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I will get there too because I was watching it last night and within 10-15 minutes of watching it, I texted Bowen and I was like, because I watch all the shit too. Like I, I watch all the housewives, everything. And then I watch this and I'm like, Oh, this is a new level of that it's shit. Different. Cause I it so is. I started where Bowen asked me to start, which was before the 90 days season two,
0: which is unfair because I got my seasons mixed up and I've only seen one and three, but two I'm watching now with you. So I'm on the same a okay, huge. shark. All on. right.
1: So, so basically like it's, it's what I love about it is it's a constant heightened. It's like, I, um, have never been able to make a relationship work because, um, well, actually I've, I've had three divorces. I'm 22. Yeah. Um, I also am pregnant I and it's been really hard to get from place to place with my one leg. It's just like constant, like every oh, yeah. Year. Scene is a new heighten of insanity. And that's when I met John. He's a criminal from England. It's like, it's constant. It's constantly raising the stakes to where I'm on this couch. Like, uh, ma- like thinking like maybe I shouldn't smoke anymore because I can't s- picture like what's real what's fake like my reality blurs watching it oh that's mm-hmm. I
2: eat the the marijuana gummies and I be, literally like lay like a coffin viewing like a viewing of the body like <laughs> angled toward the TV Open the <laughs> while, like while angled the show toward is the on. TV like it's real and what's great about it too is you guys obviously watch two and three I mean what's her name and
0: Muhammad was the first time the gun
2: really went off with crazy
0: Michelle uh, yeah but yes her and Muhammad. I got a cameo from her um, on my birthday. (laughs) The
2: the first day at the at the wedding, when he's like, because of my culture, I will not kiss her. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, he you like. And sometimes it's like, uh, my boyfriend was offended by this because I said people need self awareness. If you are a four, get a four. If there's an eight coming into the equation saying I love you, you're toast put up the like there should be some red flags here okay like there's a reason why i'm not with ben affleck okay and there's a you have to live in live in your means so but ben
1: affleck is is it for you
2: no he's not it for me at all i just pulled it because like that's like who somebody a lot of people think is really hot yeah okay and i told my boyfriend like we're a good match because i think we're like equally ugly or hot to people and he's like (laughs) i think my boyfriend wanted to hear like you're its head, and I'm so lucky. And I'm like, okay, we that's the toxic thinking that puts these 90-day people in these situations. It's 100% if true.
1: Yeah.
2: If you're 50 with a bunch of kids living in Baraboo, Wisconsin, and like a 17-year-old Ukrainian Instagram model says she loves you, give me a fucking break. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And also, the, but, the, but you have to, you, you gauge immediately and tell me what you think about this Bowen. And like you, when mm-hmm. you, once you see from the other, so ordinarily they'll open on one of their perspectives, at least this is how before the 90 days is mind you, I haven't seen much 90 day fiance, but like, we'll spend a lot of time with like Angela and like, we'll get her perspective and about how she's talking to Michael who lives in Nigeria. So Angela is like a Trumper who's 52 from like the middle of the country and she is showing you pictures that she's received from Michael, who's her Nigerian fiance, our boyfriend that she's met. Is Angela and she's finally going to or- go see him. Yes, she is. Because okay. remember, she brought all that Trump memorabilia for Michael to wear, and he was so excited. That's right. That's right. Okay, so basically, then you get to find you find two episodes, three episodes later, you meet Michael actually in the perspective of he's giving like a talking head, and then he says, "I'm excited to meet Angela," and they show the pictures that he's received from her, which they look nothing like her,
0: and so I'm like, such a common, these Mm -hmm.
1: people can't see themselves, they can't understand why, like, so I guess that's my thing is it's like whenever I'm talking to someone online or like. Back in the day, it feels like a hundred years ago when I used to date online, I would always be cognizant of the fact that like, am I showing pictures that when I show up, they're going to recognize as the same person I'm showing? Because there's, it's one thing to think like, I look good in this. And it's another thing to think this is a good picture of me.
2: Exactly. A hundred yes. percent. Because also when you're online dating, whatever, you have to go, this is the best picture of this person. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing them <laughs> in their best lighting. I'm yeah. seeing them probably five or more pounds ago probably five or more years ago like that's the truth and so right. I also just think I, I'm with Matt you have a responsibility in one of my first uh st- the tours I had this whole stand-up section about like people need you aren't doing yourself favors by sending an eight if you're a six send your six pictures yeah you're not doing yourself a favor at all yeah. Or go yeah. under give them like one of these give them like the, the give them like the Forest uh-huh. Whitaker eye. Give him, like, something. You gotta give then, him the forest
1: eye. That's and then a show up with your
2: reveal, like, revenge body. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right, right.
1: It's a rule of culture number 77. You gotta give him the forest eye you picture. You
2: gotta give him the... And, and I say that as someone who is very
0: asymmetrical, sides of my face. N- me as well, me as well. Um, but this is, But this is my thing, though. Like, isn't... We're saying all this as if it's, like, unique to these people who are warped and who are, like, completely... Whose realities are very distorted, but it's, like, but this is just—I mean, there's a couple things happening here where there's like one, um, uh, 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 like it's being—it's—it's it's being like filmed, and we're seeing it as the viewer, and we get to like examine that, examine that like from an outside perspective. Two, it's like, oh, this is just a more pronounced version of what everyone does, which is like, let mm. me like yes. show, let me show, like, let me project all of these feelings onto this person that I've ever met. A, B, let me, um. Let me show, like, the pictures of me that are, like, completely, completely... Bogus. I don't know, enhanced bogus. Exactly. So, I feel, I feel like they're, they're we can relate to these people in some way.
2: Bowen, I think you're 100% right. Because this show wouldn't be effective if it was, look at the monkeys in the cage we can't relate to.
0: Yeah, right, right. right. Like,
2: I just watched the season where um, Jay, this guy from Jamaica, He three days after the wedding, to this girl, cheats on her.
0: And she's mm. like, I don't know what
2: I'm going to do. And I'm like, this isn't unique to... <laughs>
0: No, no, no. Because no,
2: you know how no. straight people feel about cheating. Give me a break. But
0: yeah. um, <laughs>
2: like, he cheated. It's over.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right, it's right, so right.
2: crazy. Um, but like, um, on <laughs> FISA, was it season four Anfisa. or five? On FISA. Like, oh my a woman who likes money, who like, you hate on FISA for being crazy. But also, that guy lied to her about how much
0: money he had. Exactly, and then that woman and Anfisa exists is a figure in America, is a exactly. figure in American society. Not, it's not even specific to. It's not to even Russia. specific yeah. to like immigrants. Totally, Nicole Byer says that um, she she's obsessed with the show, and Nicole Byer says a part of me is convinced that it's anti-immigrant propaganda. <laughs>
2: It's not not, but it also no. doesn't make the Americans look smart ever.
0: No, 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 no. It is equal opportunity. Um, it browns it, it on everybody.
2: There's one. There's one
1: couple that I'm watching now on Before the Ninety Days, and I'm I'm forgetting, but it's it's this. He goes to I believe Brazil, and oh, and, oh
0: Paul and Paul and Carini. Oh my god. No, no, no. It's not it's okay. So not dark. her. Not Paul and Carini. Although the Paul and Carini
1: stuff is dark because he keeps asking her to get pregnancy tests, and it's like really crazy they he also don't
0: speak this thing they, they don't do not speak, speak the, the same language. language at all he makes no effort to learn portuguese she's trying to learn english but he it's crazy sorry keep going portuguese another, is so funny yeah it's, it's 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 wild but it's there's high th- comedy there's another <laughs> did you know one? in
2: portuguese brad pitt is bradgy <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're lying
2: i'm hey, not you're kidding you're a liar bitch <laughs> Brad-G-P-G. Brad-G-P-G. Sorry, I'll let you. Sorry, Matt. I no, 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 well, no, wait, no, 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 This is
1: This is all I want to say and then we can go back to Bridget P.J. and talk about it for an hour and a half. Um, but my, my, my thing on this other couple is that he gets there and he's like, I'm in love with her and she doesn't show up for, oh, it's the one Marissa is her name or, or Michelle or something. But okay. um, it takes her three hours to show up for their first date and he's like there and waiting and waiting and waiting. He's like, I'm going to leave. This is the worst day of my life. And then she shows up and of course he's in love with her and obsessed. Um, but Oh, no, it's not even them I'm talking about. It's another one. But the girl says, I don't like him. He doesn't like his pictures. I'm not into it, but I want a better life. And I have to say, watching it and seeing where she comes from and seeing what her reality is, I don't not get it. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm her, it's like, if I'm going to get an opportunity to go to America and it's like a legit thing because this guy is legitimately in love with me and like, this is an opportunity for me. I don't begrudge her that. By the way, I I love it in some
2: of these, in some of these new episodes, America is in real time a burning building. It's like 2017 (laughs) and people are still like, I got to get there. I think I'm gonna (laughs) like it here. It's like wars and (laughs) fucking fires. And I will say this too. It makes me think critically about marriage because- on TV, we only see marriage for love. And when you think of marriage as honestly more of a business partnership between two people, mm-hmm. people get married for all different reasons. If yep. it mutually improves the quality of the life, maybe he just wants a hot girl and maybe she just wants to get out of the fucking USSR or some shit. Yeah. If you both win, who are we to be critical of why exactly. anyone is married? That's the sure. thing. The more I watch it, the freak show aspect fell away. And the more I'm like, these two people are trying to find something that works for both of them, whatever it is.
0: And they understand marriage to be functional.
2: Yeah, because in other countries, some of these people, marriage is a little more like it's arranged or Mm -hmm. the one where the guy had to go to the Philippines or whatever and pay her dowry, had to go buy two cows to give her her parents. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. for us to be critical of these people's relationships is to be critical of each society's view on marriage. And they're not congruent in any way ever.
0: Wow. Thank you. And that's
2: on period. <laughs> and that's on
1: period. But it's funny, like, it tr- truly, 20 minutes after watching it, I was like, oh, my God, these people are insane. And then it slowly did become, no, they're lonely, and they want partnership. And what's so bad about that? And they're, they're this is a way where they can find it.
0: Exactly. Just you wait until the tell-alls, which are, like, the reunions. Girl. When it, it, it feels, it's, it's even more impactful than, like, the Avengers to me or any crossover event because it's like... <laughs> It's like all of these people, all of these people who you are only following in their separate little, like, stories come together and they interact with each other and you're like, it what is. the fuck? Right, Trixie? So yes, you're saying because,
1: it's, a yes. be- it's a better crossover event than Avengers than Endgame? Yes. Avengers Endgame, bro.
2: <laughs> it's yes. fierce. And then at the end, someone snaps their finger and half of them disintegrate. No. Um, <laughs> it, it's very fierce because they will have different opinions. The couples, right. like this one girl was like, yeah, on feasts all women like money on upfront about it. And you guys grill her for it. At least she's yeah. saying what she likes. Or then they're like, um, like that one guy who was like, uh, how come you, you never say thank you for all the things I do for the baby. And the other guy's like, I watched the season and the whole time I couldn't stop thinking. Right. That's your wife and baby. Why do you need her to say thank you? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's more validating because these are first time reality celebrities who have had to deal with comments. And you know, people who've never been on TV before they're in the comments, they're reading, they're responding. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're those people.
2: They learn a lot because they're ultimately in a room for the first time with the only people who can say that they've been through that. Yeah, exactly. Drag Race is the only reality TV I've seen really besides this. So it's been a good like parlay. This is my first reality show to like indulge in. And um, I feel like you would love I the Housewives.
0: Love you would love the Housewives because and now that you've now that you've like broken the seal on 90 Day, like you can watch anything.
2: Yeah. And I, and really and I know some of the girls. So like I did, a, I went to um, Lisa Vanderpump's house. Sure, sure, was, okay, she, brag. she was super nice and she was super, super nice. And it was for a thing. And I kind of did have to float that I knew more about her than I, but then I was like, to be honest, right. I, don't really, I don't really watch it, which I think right, she sure. found kind of refreshing. She was oh, like, oh. sure. Yeah. I but mean, my boyfriend I, is like the slumdog millionaire, like encyclopedia <laughs> of housewives. So maybe yeah. yeah, that's why I find it intimidating is because how I've seen some of Salt Lake City because that was new, but I'm like, how am I supposed to start this show 12 seasons in?
0: easier than you think it's easier than you think you can actually kind of jump in anywhere you want and like get on the interstate and just like from any point just get i
2: will say i used to be like like my my boyfriend i'd be at my boyfriend's house like whatever hanging out and i'd be like you're crazy that show is so stupid and like months into our relationship i'd be like what did she say to her
0: yeah exactly (laughs) or like
2: oh like slowly invested you know
0: yeah, it's just about absorption over the long term. When I watch these shows, it's like I'm just gonna put. I'm, this is how I do it with 90 Day 2. It's like I just put it on, and it, it's not osmosis necessarily. You guess and. It's just you guess and. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yes, and but um. Anyway, I think you I think you can watch anything. Matt, were you gonna say? I was just
1: gonna suggest to you how I got into it, which is all. This is all I did. Just watch the season of Real Housewives of New York when when Bethany returns.
0: Yeah, so
1: Bethany is in the beginning, and then she leaves for three, four seasons to go try to start a a reality a talk show of her own rather, and do her own spinoffs, and then she comes back to New York, and that's where I started, and from there I kind of just picked and did whatever I wanted. But that was the way I started, and I am here. Today, the woman I am.
2: Yeah, David's been giving me a little bit of a um a crash course in some of the most iconic reality television. Like, during lockdown, we watched Flavor of Love. I'd never seen it. Flavor of wow. Love. Wow. Well, now you know you there's love a, New there's York. There's
0: a purity. There's a purity to that. And mm-hmm. I watched I Love
2: New York, Um, mm-hmm. and I watched The Simple Life, which I loved. Um, Fabulous. David, David was watching Top Model, which I watched a few seasons of that with him, and I just couldn't believe I'd never seen it. Like, these women are being asked to walk in a line and say... <laughs> Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl, <laughs> and they can't do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, cannot. on Drag Race, they're like, "Today you're gonna have to start your mom on fire," <laughs> <laughs> and then like we have to do so much to win you Drag really Race. Do. You really do. That
1: surprises me that you had never seen any of that. Like, like, and because I'm too pure, too pure, which which we love. But you had went on Drag Race after being a fan of Drag Race, or was it just because you had done drag for so long. Or both.
2: Every drag queen who is not on Drag Race says they don't watch it, but they do. Yeah, 100%. And they say they wouldn't do it, but they would. Yeah, of Uh course. Uh I would never do that show, but yes, you would. And so that was really the only reality show I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. Which I think is like why I sort of excelled at it a little bit because I... Didn't have, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was just vibing. Yeah, you didn't
1: have the filter of, I have to be a certain way. Right, exactly.
2: Right. It was like my first time with cameras around. I didn't know how TVs worked or anything, which is Mm. great about reality because that's how you get authentic people to be authentic. Is like you get people from Baraboo, Wisconsin who have a wife from the Philippines.
0: (laughs) You know? You don't get more real than that. How was that Priyanka interview? Because I watched it at the pit stop because I watched it and I was like, this is like immediately tense from the jump. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I bet. I bet they both knew what the fuck was happening.
2: It was fine. I think <laughs> the editing made it seem a little bit like um, it was a little bit like Bethany Amorosa or something. Yeah. Like, I, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like, I
1: knew that the whole. T- I, I was. I literally just watched it earlier today, and I was like, "No, they're saying that, but the vibe is good." And I, the vibe I always- was
2: good, but she made me laugh because she just, obviously she watched me review Canada's Drag Race, which mm-hmm. my right. job is to not shit talk, but tell about everything I don't like about anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like she's the guest, and she was so nice, but also for I will say I'm glad she had the balls to like when she was like, "I'd never seen your season, and I get your famous." I was like, "That is so funny." Yeah. She cracked my That's shit cool. up. I thought That's she was great. great. Also, people, I guess, thought that we were having sexual tension. Were you? you only you can tell us. I didn't think we were, but I, I, I sometimes need either. to be hit over the head with like flirting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never know you either know? when mm-hmm. it's happening. Like, Me, like You know like maybe. a wine mom will have like, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. on the kitchen. That's what I need with flirting. I need like that big of a sign. I'm like, oh, oh, well, let me get my pants off. You know, like I need to know what's going on. Yeah,
1: exactly. I feel like the thing too with like, like you on the pit stop and like, this is the way that I know, I know that I felt anyway, Bell, and probably you agree. But like when we were doing the vulture recaps and like whenever we were doing like an episode of a podcast about drag race, that is also entertainment. So if I go up there and I'm like, I think all the Queens are amazing. And first of all, it's brave that they're going up there, especially today when we think it's accepting nationwide to be gay on television, but actually it's really hard. It's like, no bitch. Like I'm actually going to say, if I don't like, I know I'm not a drag queen. And like something you said in the documentary is it's like, It doesn't make people an expert on drag, no matter what they think. It makes them an expert at being a fan of the television show. And I do think I am a huge fan of the television show. So I can say that, like, I think Denali is a fucking great performer and her outfits looked whack to me, like on this last episode of the show. Like, that's, and me as a fan of the show who has an opinion on the competition should be able to say that. But the discourse around drag race is so heated and crazy and heightened.
2: People are so invested. It gets they me are. in my
1: head talking about the show because of the way people, it's like stand culture is pop stars
2: and drag race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Well, they, they're really intense and they are fiercely defensive of like. Yeah. The great thing about drag race is it's probably one of the only shows where multiple people can feel totally different ways about runways, looks, queens, based on anything. Yeah. Right. Anything. Like, I love Olivia so much. She could just do okay that week. And I'm like, Olivia! Oh my God! Like, I just (laughs) love who I love. So
1: yeah, you get in your head talking about it too because I'm I'm in a couple group threads and everyone hates Olivia and I'm like I actually think Olivia was good like you know what I mean and and then like the the way it was established in our group that was like we keep calling utica Queen the Jester we just keep calling her Jester (laughs) and like wow Jester flopped just that Jester Jester was a flop but then in this last episode I was like oh the Jester kind of like turned around for me
2: yeah and and I never hold back to either because like. Um, especially with, I mean, like the fundamentals of drag, I will be like, that wig is rotted. That Mm -hmm. wig's too flat for your body shape. You're six four. That's a flat wig. Why don't you have a shaper on? (laughs) Why are you showing those shoulders? And if you're going to show those shoulders, why don't you put makeup on them? And it's like, people think it's so personal, but I'm like, we're critiquing drag.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And with drag race, there is like a tiered commentary sort of hierarchy to it where it's like, the reason people watch like, like, you know, Raja and Raven like, talk about looks, and the reason people watch, like, you host Pit Stop is because it's like, oh, you guys have been through this crazy crucible that is the show, and so you, like, people want to hear your input, because yeah. it's it's different than what me, whatever, what anyone says on some, any random group chat, you know what I mean?
2: Right, and it doesn't mean more and more qualify, but, like, I've done it multiple times, lost and won, plus mm-hmm. Christmas, plus Celebrity Drag Race, so, like, I think I have a bit of an idea of what that how much heat is really on these people? And mm-hmm. I think I'm forgiving in that way. Yeah. But like, if you pull a shit runway or like, I mean, sometimes it's just like, yeah, that's garbage. You're. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying you're garbage, but that sucks. You wear <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And I've worn a lot of garbage on drag race. Are you kidding? So like, mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. all done it. We've all had bomb runways, like terrible runways. Except not right. all of us. Some people like violets of the world. There's people who haven't.
1: I know it's that's kind of frustrating too. But then also the violets of the world, if that have uh, bomb runways every single time, incredible, incredible, incredible. Usually have flop performances, and she had some fucking flop performances. (laughs) Like, like talk about America's Next Top Model not being able to read. That's one season seven acting challenge. Like where it was like it was like the Shakespeare, Shakespeare? the Shakespeare.
2: You guys, we talk about that all the time. Which, by the way, back to rescue animals. Tempest du jour rescues animals all the time.
3: <laughs> Tempest. Tempest She's we such an icon. I love
2: Tempest du Jour. I talked to her probably once a month and we're very close. And hmm. I called her recently because she rescues dogs and exotic, exotic birds. Good wow. for her. So like, I talked to her recently and she's like, I'm just kind of down because my toucan got murdered by my rescue <laughs> dog. And I'm like...
3: Ow! No, Tempest.
2: Like, Tempest is like at home with like an emu
0: and a toucan, just vibing. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but it reads. I fucking love Tempest de She had one, she has one of the most memorable entrances. Where she fucking yeah. squirted at that baby. She's and fierce. Then, yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. fierce. And then can I tell you, this is just this is just a little like ego stroke, but like, sent me the nicest message I ever received. Tempest sent me like one of the sweetest DMs. I'm sorry. This sounds so obnoxious, but she was like, I just wanted to say hi and blah, blah, blah. blah. I was like, Tempest du jour. Oh my God. I love you. <laughs> Literally. Um, I'll freak best. out over any drag queen
1: that's ever been on the show. And if Julia Roberts walks down the street, I'm like, eh, nah, oh, no, that's not, that's not true. But one time I did run into Jennifer Garner on the street while I was singing for the ride, the the tour bus I used to work for. I was singing Megan Meghan Trainor, lips are moving for a tour bus. And Jennifer Garner walked by me and was like, what? And I didn't care at all. But then I'll see like fucking, um, I'll I'll see like Magnolia Crawford. Literally, Magnolia Crawford, I would get on my knees and suck cock. I swear to God, <laughs> right. like, Mag- Magnolia Crawford, gag. Like, but yeah. Jennifer Garner, I don't really care. Like these queens are everything to me. Like, that's why I'm saying. Like we could invite like fucking whoever on the show, but like we didn't reach out to you because we assume you'd say no. We were like, no, she's the most famous person in the world. Why would she want to come on our show? And Strixie Mattel, she's so busy. <laughs>
2: I love doing pods. And um, it's one of the only things I don't have to get in drag for. So I always say yes. Yeah. You and we have are, the pod the bald and the beautiful which you people can subscribe to me and Katy every week you two are we truly love.
0: like on a radio host level just morning show I, I just the, the it's just so quick and sharp I'm like wow you Next week is amazing
2: our, next week is our um, like COVID Puerto Vallarta special so I'm very excited <laughs> <laughs>
1: Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day.
0: I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long.
1: Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and
0: sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion.
1: yourself your feet
4: will thank you snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert snagajob.com where America goes to hire. Spoiler alert. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say
2: this, but Violet Chachi is going to be on the pit stop. Oh, if nice. you want to talk about critiquing drag, yeah, if must, you want yeah, to talk ahead. about somebody who hates everything, yeah, <laughs> I was like crying laughing because I'd be like, what do you think of this look? And she's like. It's not a look.
1: Yeah. I'm oh not even going to
2: critique it. God,
1: I I fell into one of those wormholes recently, which was like the top 100 best runway looks of all time, and it's like Miss something I and uploaded yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, Miss Mojo is serious. First of all, we have to say Miss Mojo. Is- Give it up
0: for Miss Mojo.
1: <laughs> Wait, what did we going? What what did we just watch? It was like Miss Mojo top 10 iconic Glee characters. It's like number three, Mr.
0: Shu. And it's always yeah. a white woman who who reads the copy and goes, and Trixie worked her pussy, sis. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. yes. Who could
1: forget when she's dragged the house down absolutely boots when, when she slayed. Yeah,
0: grab a bucket and a
2: mop with that red <laughs> ass pussy, Trixie Mattel. I don't know the ethnicity of Miss Mojo, but... Those She's a white videos, woman The voice makes me laugh And the idea that that channel exists And we all refer to it at some point Oh, Ms. Laugh, Mojo we we Ms. Mojo is gay culture That's
1: actually rule of culture number 106 Ms. Ms. Mojo, Mojo is, is gay, gay culture, culture. She sure. is Ms. Mojo is an icon And Ms. Mojo was getting a Kennedy Center honors If I have anything to say about it <laughs>
2: Ms. Mojo was actually originally the cast of She was originally the host of Drag Race
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Mojo's Drag Race <laughs> 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 Miss totally. Mojo needs to come on as a guest judge. We need to finally see her face. <laughs> oh my, <God>. totally. <laughs> Wait, but what I was saying was like it was like a top 100 best looks, and like of course the number one was you already know it was when Violet at the Violet season season came finale. back yeah. for the season for the season eight finale, and yeah. the crown was in her head. I was like, you can never, no one could ever touch this. And like so many of her looks, like the iconic fucking cinching of that waist, like yeah. with Ariana She's Grande amazing. as the guest
2: judge. That was so good. We had her on the pod and she was, uh, go listen to it. Cause she was talking about um, how much she hates kids in drag, which is so fierce. Cause you know, if I say <laughs> it, I'm canceled. Violet's mm-hmm. like a child in a wig. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Violet, like, and then she was talking about, um, Like when (laughs) Violet does like corporate gigs and they're like, well, how about you are a little less sexy or like, "How?" and Violet will literally tell these corporate people, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And you can record it while it happens or not, but I'm not changing anything. And Violet has like so much conviction about like, I didn't start doing drag to have anybody tell me anything. 100%. Which I just, she's like my idol in that way. Um, People really think she's kind of an ice cold bitch, but it's just because she's really unflinching about like, I didn't start doing drag to answer to any of you. Yeah, hundred percent. No,
0: not at that all. That makes There's- sense to me.
2: I love her. She inspires me.
0: Oh yeah. You you have to admire someone who like will never, ever, ever um get on the back heel with like some beta cuck energy. It's like, yeah. oh, mm. you will always, Bone. always, always drive. Yeah, whatever. She is Bone. a little bit like
2: um she she's she's a little bit frosty though. Like one time I saw her on tour and I was I like, like backstage with her and I was like, uh, I really liked your number. And she's like, Thanks. And I was like, <laughs> I just love the outfit too. Everything you've been doing has been so great. It's like pause and I'm like staring and she's like, I liked that one picture of you. (laughs) Like trying to get her to say one nice thing. She was like, oh, picture of you. (laughs) Yeah. She was like exhausted. She's like, oh, fine. I liked that one picture of you. So funny.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So I think it might be time to ask the question, Bo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe we haven't asked. We've just been this, this carried away by, by the art of conversation. conversation. Um, but it is time because this is what we do on the podcast. We ask everyone except Margaret Cho because we got too nervous. What was the culture, Trixie Mattel, that made you say culture was for you?
2: Hmm? Uh, probably probably Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Wow. Okay. Here I we be- go. Just
2: because it was horror and camp and comedy and um, very moving. Um Yeah it just made me think about like what something on TV could make me feel and think about like the world and like what was possible. And it just changed a lot for me. I think, I don't know why, probably just because I saw it when I was a teenager and I was like, Oh, this is mm-hmm. like, this. and I didn't think about what that show is and think about how hard it would have been to pitch in the room. This is mm-hmm. based off a show that a, a movie that flopped. Like <laughs> what? Um, yeah. That was, that was up there for me. And yes. probably the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I know that's kind of tired, but no. um, seeing somebody vibrate between genders and gender expressions and using it for power was like, oh, there's something there. You know totally. what I mean?
0: Totally.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I will just come right out and say that Buffy has been tough for me because 70% of the guys who have dumped me are Buffy Are Sarah Michelle. Heads. Our Sarah Michelle geller it's just Sarah Michelle geller <laughs> Our Our David Boreanaz. I'm just like I, I have a hard time watching because I think of I think of all these men. That's so weird. You constantly st- date Buffy stands. They happen to be Buffy stands, and I'm like, what is this? Okay, so about decolonize
1: me? your mind, Bone Yang.
0: They all look completely different. You You the demographics. There's no like common demographic except that they're they're gay men, um, or who are attracted to gay men. And it's like, wait a minute, you all love Buffy, and you've broken my heart. This is crazy. There's got to be something with they've, the show. they've driven a stake through your heart, even.
2: They have. <laughs> have uh, uh, it's just, um, I feel like people talk about, like, the Sopranos changed television. I think Buffy's a little under-celebrated <sighs> for that. And you have to think of, like, Buffy was doing, if we want to talk drama and acting, mm-hmm. they were doing what every dramatic show could do. Like, uh, they were going that deep. Yep. And they were adding fight sequences, like mm-hmm. Hollywood-level special effects every week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A CGI she like She was turning it out too. She the really been going for seven years, learned yeah. all those scripts like every week, like what?
1: She's, She's underrated for It's amazing. Sure. She doesn't have an
2: Emmy. And then I was just talking about this. Um, like uh scream, like the fact that Nev Campbell doesn't have like Oscars on Oscars for Ooh. that, I'm like Because you know, for women especially, you have to play a certain sort of, oh, this is the role you take when you want an award. Because if mm-hmm. there's anything spooky or anything funny, we don't respect it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, we talk all the time about how, like, there's no world where it's untrue that Rachel McAdams is deserving of an Oscar for Mean Girls. I mean, she created a character that will live on forever and fucking nailed it and made the movie by doing what Mm -hmm. she did. I could say, likewise, Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. There was really no one else who could Mm -hmm. have done it like that. And I think... The same's to be said for Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the Emmys. It's just, they still do it. Now they're sort of coming around, but it's really more the sort of prestige cable networks that can get fantasy stuff nominated like Game of Thrones. But something on the CW is just never really going to break through or the WB at that time because the genre thing scared them away. Meanwhile, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar was doing an iconic performance that has stood the test of time and it feels like at that time they couldn't see it whether it was the genre of it all, whether it was she was young, whether it was whether it was she was beautiful, it was based on a flop. Like, I don't know what it was, but it feels like they didn't take it seriously.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the quality of the work, truly the range, the depths, the way she played that all, like every part of that show was supernatural, of course, but like human life relatable all the time. And it just wasn't celebrated enough. And I think about that sometimes, but stuff like that gives me hope. Like when I hear, I always talk about like a Joan Jet pitched I Love Rock and Roll to 23 record labels and they all said, no, it's not a hit. No one will like it.
3: Yeah. Wow. Like,
2: I Love Romy Michelle, one of my favorite movies. Lisa Kudrow wrote that 10 years before and then after doing Friends and getting famous, she took it to the market again and it got bought. Like, some things are just timing related or it's just like not fair but like RuPaul has 35 Emmys and Sarah Michelle Gellar doesn't have one for Buffy. (laughs) And I love Drag Race. I think we're important. It's important.
0: Yeah. Redistribute the The wealth of awards. Take one of RuPaul's Emmys and give it to Sarah <laughs> give it Michelle Gellar. Don't even change the nameplate. Give one to Charisma Carpenter. For Hello,
1: Dude. I literally feel though like with the Emmys and shit like that, like once you win one for a certain role, I think you should be you should move on. Like you've won an okay. Emmy for the part, move on. But because I feel like. It's boring, and I fucking love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, don't get me wrong. I think she, it, she does deserve to win every time she gets nominated. But when... um she is nominated every single year and wins and wins and wins and wins. Same thing with like Brian Cranston for breaking bad. Like we know already let's like move on and and celebrate something else. I always feel like that when something wins for one role every single year or when one show wins every award in a year, like this year with Schitt's Creek, like you can't tell me that it was the only comedy deserving of the awards. It's just
2: breaking bad was a serve. (laughs) So Bob tried to get me to watch that for forever. And I was like, it's just like a a bald white guy with math. Like, I got that at home. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then when I watched it, I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe that show. How they made the first season feel so high stakes. And you go, Mm -hmm. where could they go from here? This was crazy.
3: Oh, forget it.
2: And by the end of it, like him, I mean, it was sobbing, sobbing. I I mean, crazy. That's how I also felt about, um, I don't know. I've rewatched a lot of trash during this year. And I rewatched True Blood again. And I was like. Katie and <sighs> I were both rewatching it. We were both uh-huh. rewatching it. And every time I watch it and finish it, I'm still not sure I liked it, but I watched it.
0: It's true. It's mostly. I don't want to say trash. That's not fair. Why don't you it's, just say it? Well, no, it's it's just pulpy. It's just like Yes. It, it just it just you it, you have such recency bias with that show. Like you only all that matters is what you just saw like 10 minutes ago. Because
3: mm-hmm, it was I think so Matt, Matt's, so Matt's more of the yeah, True Blood, the I true think, true is, is one of
0: the
1: best shows that's been on in the past. Couple decades. I honestly think it's like it. It, it
2: literally <laughs> Trixie <laughs> walked away.
1: But but wait, will you disagree? Yes, it's like okay. That's well, like here's,
2: saying sub- "Chilling Adventures of Sabrina" is one of the best shows.
1: <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> and you're a cunt. First of all, it's that's not true. But this is why I think it's good because it was supposed to be pulp and camp, and it really was. Like even it when really it, was, it was horrible, it was horrible with purpose. They got like the finest New York stage actors to come mm-hmm. be on this trash show. Like Rutina Wesley, you cannot tell me.
0: Incredible she incredible. serves in that show
1: unbelievable and also like they got like Evan Rachel Wood like coming Girl. in for a minute fucking Dennis O'Hare Dennis O'Hare deserved an Oscar for playing for playing his He's role really on that show when not an Emmy unbelievable an Oscar he deserved yes. an Oscar. he'll be the first person say, to get an Oscar, Oscar for a TV show Yes. I TV Oscar? Oscar? yes, yes. <laughs> okay yes I, I stand by what I said but like truly shocking television that you're like, what? But that was yeah. the point and that was what it was supposed to be and it delivered on that the whole time. Yes, it got shitty towards the end, but so does everything else. Don't tell me in Grey's Anatomy's 80th season that like True Blood wasn't good. Like yeah, I mean, after it fucking did its six seasons and was like,
2: we're out. I it was good. And honestly, <laughs> I had never the way that they used like Being a vampire or like Hep V to talk about things like HIV and race Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, God hates fangs. Like, come on. Like the way that they creatively made all that happen. I did like it. I've watched it in my life through twice. So I can't have hated it.
1: No, season two and three are really good. Like the Sarah Nuland of it all. Yes. And a on that show.
0: Love her.
2: Girl and fucking Jason Stackhouse could snap my throat. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. We, we talked t- about him. We talked about him recently. Eyes popped
2: out like dead. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. He's we like, What happened? We were like, what happened to him?
2: It is it is one of those shows kind of like looking where the main character was the least likable. Mm-hmm. Looking, I mean, looking was like, what was the main character where he's like, am I a top or a bottom? I'm like, aren't yeah. you 35? How do you not know that? <laughs> he's literally, like, <laughs> that was that my problem with that. Bowen, did you watch looking?
0: I never watched it. Sadly. Well,
2: it, you're you missed
0: it's, it's, it. It is it's fine, Bowen. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's fine. And my fine. my problem with it though is the exact what you're saying. It's like you're thir- you're in the show, quote unquote, thirty years old. You look like Jonathan Groff. You live in San Francisco. Have for years. You're a successful person with friends that go out. You go out all the time, and you haven't figured out like what lube is. Girl, that's the thing. I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like And I I thought like if they if they made that character twenty five. Yeah, that I would buy that because, like, I was one of those gay men who at twenty five like didn't know how to have sex. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, still sometimes, don't. yeah, I'm still like <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but like it, it's just kidding, everyone. I really know how to fuck. Um, <laughs> um, um but no, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, that I didn't buy that show for that reason. I was like Jonathan Groff has ridden thousands of dicks, I know it, um, and probably even tried out Topping once or twice.
2: Yeah, and I will say, back to True Blood, too, what made that show work is, in when I was in school for musical theater, they talked about acting realistically in unrealistic circumstances, and in mm. True Blood, they committed to these yes. deeply mm-hmm. unrealistic They played everything like it was real. Mm-hmm. The acting mm-hmm. in that show is so good. It Phenomenal. is. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It is. Girl, Jessica... That bitch yeah. makes me cry every two episodes. Deborah like, oh my Ann Woll,
1: Miss the Queen. Deborah Ann Woll, yes, <laughs> the and Queen Pam, or your girl Pam. Not to be Kristen, a bag, Kristen but like, Van Bauer
0: Stratton. So good, yeah. folks. Matt is just rattling this off. Yeah, I god. was a god. huge fan. I was a well. Those huge are our fan. guests today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh
2: my god! <laughs> but no, they were. I mean, the way that Pam starts as like a bitch, and then they, the more you learn her backstory, like being with mm-hmm. like the mother of a brothel, you're like, oh. That's what would make someone a bitch like that. Yeah.
1: You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was turned into a vampire before her time. Really, they all have edges.
0: I didn't mean to come in here and talk about True Blood, but No, we're uh-huh. thrilled that you did. I, I have to ask you, Trixie, what are you um what are you playing these days? What video games are you playing? Are, are um, you playing I'm little, anything? I'm a little bit on a hiatus. I completed Pokemon Sword
2: um during Great. Christmas and New Year, Christmas and uh Thanksgiving break. Um mm-hmm. and then uh I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077 right now, um, which is thoughts? really. good. I love it. Everybody's complaining that it's so buggy. I'm like, so is Skyrim, so is Fallout, so are all these big games.
0: That I, I get that. I understand that. Like any big budget open world game like this is bound to ru- is bound to run into stuff. What what I think bumps a lot of people is that it had been hyped up over the course of like eight years 87 years it was 87 years truly 87 years and then um it just the, the 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 release date kept getting pushed so it feels like so now like the narrative is everyone's like we got jilted or we were you know conned out of this like gameplay experience and now we have to wait for all these patches and um now there's all this like new stuff coming out where like the demo they released was like um, not an actual demo. It was just footage or, or whatever. Like there's all this like shitty stuff now that like makes, um, CD project red, whatever that company is that made, um, the witcher is like not a great company, yeah. whatever.
2: I like, I mean, I, I, I'm playing it on a rather like high powered gaming PC. So I know that I don't have the same problems as a lot of people. Cause it's oh, on a Play... PC.
0: Cause it's on consoles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. on
2: PC. I, I know on PlayStation it was literally unplayable for me. It's yeah. been a really beautiful, um, game. Um, and the storytelling's good. The animation's good. The imagining of United States in 2077 is good. I it's like great. it. It's not as bad as everyone what's says. The
1: ta- what's the take on the U.S. Then? Well, I'm curious. I don't play it.
0: It's this high tech city in California, um, and it's called Night City. And everything is run by like mega corporate. Like the government is just like mega corporations, right? Oof. Yeah, mega corporations
2: <laughs> yeah. is basically the government. The police are kind of corrupt. Everything is like basically drugs and sex being sold everything's about drugs and sex and technology which i mean yeah i can see it and then there's been some comments that some of the advertising featured in the game is transphobic um which i mean it really depends on how you view it i guess but i find the experience to be pretty good so far i've just been dedicating a little less time to playing video games because i really will sit
0: here for hours i know It's, it's it's scary it's scary. And I'm
2: a big dead by daylight girl, so
0: I'll still play that a few times a week. Cute. Wait, okay. Sorry to switch topics so quickly, but we have not talked, you and I, the three of us, about Michelle Branch in the way <gasps> that I would like you to talk about Michelle Branch. Specifically, Trixie talking about Michelle Branch. Honey. Because <laughs> that's that's honey. how you and I started. That's how you and I started uh, talking to each other, right? Yes. Like, I think like I like this article on like this interview I did came out where I was just like, oh, one of my earliest influences was the Spirit Room by mm-hmm. Michelle Branch. Oh, the, the interviewer asked me, what's the culture that made you say culture is free? I was like, well, the answer oh, yeah. entertainers every day. And that's but what you said. I was like on that day. I was like today. It's today when I think like the other day I thought, wow, the Spirit Room by Michelle Branch is such a formative album for me. I know every single lyric to that. Remember, I, I mean, like I am gagging at what is happening right now. Trixie just pulled out her <laughs> acoustic guitar. What's
2: about to happen? Oh my god God. Like I like literally learned guitar to that music
3: Oh. Ah. Oh my god
2: Yes Turn it inside out so I can see she really so good. And She then, really was um, uh,
3: I wanted To be,
2: be like, like you so Oh good. my god the best If you want to I, I
1: can take me. you So and good Also I'll never not like Cry to
2: goodbye to you Oh my god it's so over Yes
1: I yeah. love it. It's so good. She really, that, that like whole 17 moment. 17 years
0: old, Billie Eilish, Eat Your Heart Out. Yeah,
1: that whole moment was a good moment. Like her, like the same time at like, I don't like her, but Avril Lavigne, Vanessa Carlton. Like it was very singer songwriter moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's when I started playing guitar and everyone's, you know, guitar is a very male dominated instrument. It's very phallic. It's very aggro. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's jamming it on long- it.
1: A long it penis comes like out of your top. crotch. Yeah. yeah, right, right,
0: right. The
1: guitar has a long penis-like top. It's actually Roller Culture number ninety-four. <laughs> the, guitar the guitar has a long, has a long penis-like, penis-like
2: top. Like top. So when I started playing guitar, it's like no gay. Guy, I know like three gay guys who play guitar, and I'm always like, why was I? I'm such a fag. Why was I into guitar? And it's like because I I was thirteen when I started. This was a time mm-hmm. of Avril Lavigne, Michelle Branch, Cheryl yep. Crow on the radio. Yeah. Women with guitars were such a thing, so yes. I saw it as like. Subversive, like women
0: holding this power mm-hmm. with this thing. Interesting. You I mean, mean Taylor, Taylor Swift. Say, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Trixie, you really watching you play, whether it's guitar or auto harp. I, th- I'm like, it's really beautiful. I'm sorry. Let me just say this because it's like you look blissed out completely. You look so serene when you play it's it's so nice i just i just had to say that you're
1: so, so good Do you, that you're, is really sweet you're so good like i, I again, oh my god like, you guys no but like you really Thank are you. like I, i'm telling you i don't just buy i mean your your fucking album is gonna go in my vinyl collection like i truly oh love Thank it you. like i i and i really i i want to say like i loved your first two albums but this last album i really love and it's almost i hope you take this as a compliment it's almost giving
2: me like weezer are you kidding? That's like a huge compliment. Yeah, it really wow. was giving
1: me Weezer. I was really, really enjoying it, and I mm-hmm. I loved them all. I love Gold. I love Jesse Jesse. I obviously oh, love Malibu. I love I Malibu's love the cover so of good. Stranger. That's really good. And like I don't know. I just I hear. Do you love Casey Musgraves? Obviously, you do. Of course. Icon. I hear so much of her in it. You guys have done yeah, stuff she's together. A, she's
2: a fan. She's a friend. She's a reader. No, I don't know if she's a... I don't know if she's a reader. Can you
1: imagine if we found out she listened to this podcast, I would die. What's funny is you guys
2: call him a reader and when somebody's a fan of me in real life, I call him a friend of the pod, which makes no sense. (laughs) Like, she's a friend of the pod. Even before I had a pod, I'm like, she's a friend of the pod. Um, (laughs) But I just... Thank you. I will say uh, I'm very lucky because people come out of the woodwork and they're like... Basically, I get this response a lot, which I find very flattering. People are like... Hey, I actually finally listened to your music and it's actually good, which isn't what you guys are <laughs> that saying, is but nice. that is that's nice. not what no. you guys are saying, but it's like, people mean that they don't expect it to be good. And then they're like, Oh, this is nice. I appreciate that. Cause you know, I love Weezer and my all time favorite band is Fountains of Wayne. Mm, um, very I love- Fountains of Wayne. Very yes. Fountains of Wayne.
1: I, f- Oh my God. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, by the way. Oh my I, God. Adam
2: Schlesinger. That Adam was Adam Schlesinger. Schlesinger. I cried not to be gay, but I cried. Our good friend is Rachel Bloom and um I couldn't imagine what I was she was devastated went for her. I yeah. met him I met Adam once in a pitch meeting for something and I just was like I know this is a serious professional meeting I have to tell you like fountains like you guys changed the way I thought about songwriting period forever and he was just like oh thank you because to him it's like 20 years ago he's like oh that band thanks and I'm like oh my god you Mm. don't understand the way Adam Schlesinger writes music but um
1: what a funny talented guy yeah so talented
2: but with Barbara I was just like well I've done the country and folk thing I especially living in California I was like I want to do something really bright and sunshiny in California and listening to like the Go-Go's and Weezer and just like I don't know that album was so fun to make Mm.
0: It's so good. So
2: good. Thank you. You guys are extremely sweet for saying that. I mean, I feel like it was such a weird little risk when I started playing guitar and stuff and drag, but it it had such a better effect than I thought. I thought like doing comedy, people were going to have was like, I'm going to do comedy and then you're going to have to deal with the song I'm going to sing later.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, and it w- uh-huh. the
2: response was very like surprisingly, very positive always, which has been so nice.
1: Do you think it's that um, people... Even like gay audiences who like love drag race, they just have like a preconceived idea of what drag music is going to be, obviously, because it's like, you know, you think it's going to be like, cunt, cunt, pussy, I'm from New York and I walk. The walls and you know like the we are gonna be that. we do love that we, we love, love it, it. We, we I mean it. one of them, I, I think that Bibi Zahara Benet deserved Best Pop Vocal Performance for Jungle Kitty but I mean and that's just <laughs> my reality Co-sign. or an Oscar uh, or an Oscar uh, and you know, she's Oscar, really an honestly. Oscar if nothing if nothing matters which doesn't Um I but, will like, say um, yeah
2: we when we roll out albums like this year we have multiple multiple records coming out oh. and it's probably the first time I've said it we have multiple records coming out and um okay. we love an exclusive Scoop. when we roll out when we roll out records we get together and we we I hate to say it but this isn't to throw anybody under the bus. We have to swim upstream with people's opinion of what somebody in a wig could do with music yeah or with
0: anything this is what it is with anything you um you train an audience to get used to seeing you a certain way. And what if it means and for and for drag race contestants specifically, it means like I either go the way of and and they're not like it's not like uh, a mutually exclusive choice, but it's like I either go the way of like do of, of doing what is like already in the matrix of like what the outcomes are outside of the show or I do something. To, I, but you, you even talk about this in moving parts, though, you're just like, I want to like do my whole like Emmylou Harris, Loretta, Loretta, Loretta Lynn, Dolly Parton thing but like people there are people are not used to seeing a drag queen do this on stage the way that I would like to do it.
2: Yeah, like I will say like the first time I pulled out a guitar and started putting it in the standup, every night it was like hour long standup show. I was in P-Town doing a whole summer, 55 shows. And every night people would be like, oh, this show was funny. I didn't even know you played guitar. I loved hearing you play. And every night it was like, oh, well, there's a world for this. And then when I started playing the harp, it was moments where I was just like, I am here in a wig for these people who want... They came to like a... I don't know if they came to see but like I'm going to stay up here and play an Appalachian folk instrument. Like it's a little wild, but... But it works with your drag
1: character so well because like it's Dolly Parton recalls that immediately.
2: And also honesty is... You can never doubt that. So like that's what kind of music came naturally to me. So Mm -hmm. I can't pull off a purse first because I don't listen to that kind of stuff. Right. But then if like I think of people like Blondie or the B-52s where it's like, these people are wearing wigs and wearing instruments. They just don't yeah. call it drag,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And then every pop star you?
0: has wigs and lashes on. Like, oh yeah, all of them, all, yeah, all of them, them. <laughs> and they and they all do like an acoustic phase. Can I ask you a question from Moving Parts? Because yes, Matt and I rewatched last night. Oh, thank you guys um, very much.
1: Of course, so everyone good. should watch it. It's really great. And I feel like Incredible. Netflix is tough because the algorithm just kind of decides for everyone what they're going to watch. Like, so <sighs> if you missed it, if you missed it when it came out, you
2: should check it out. It's really, really good. We lucked out when it came out. We were trending on the YouTube, like the we were under trending and critically acclaimed or whatever for like a month and a half. So it really got a lot of exposure. We nice. lucked out.
0: There, there's a part in it where you go to a, a viewing party at some bar to watch the premiere of All Stars Three. Yes, That's the talent show portion, and then it it, it cuts to you seeing moving parts. Um, and then I can't tell. I can't because I, I was expecting like some reaction from you after the fact but it looked it seemed like were, were you uncomfortable because was that like was that was that what you're speaking to right now where you're just like i'm noticing that the audience is um a little confused or disengaged by the idea of seeing a drag queen like with an auto harp playing this song
2: yeah i guess i'm always aware that i'm probably the only one doing that thing so like uh-huh, even uh-huh. with this tour grown up we're here i'm traveling with the band and i'm like well, yeah, yeah, i'm wow. probably the only person who's ever only drag queen who's done this on a scale Mm -hmm. so it's always Mm -hmm. a little bit of a risk but i guess with moving parts on all stars i knew i wouldn't win with that talent but i also knew this is probably the only time i'll get to do something like this on tv and i'm playing 38 strings i'll never get eliminated for this (laughs)
3: like it's a talent show
2: (laughs) yeah yeah. i won't get eliminated and i guess it was a little vulnerable like i don't know it was a slow rollout to introduce people who know me from uh and comedy yeah. It was a weird time to roll out that there's also music and try to get those people to do, to listen to both. And it's been really nice. I mean, at my shows, it's weird because some people are just there because they like Drag Race. Some people are there because they've only seen Un and they don't even watch mm-hmm. Drag Race. Mm, some people right. are only there because they only know my records. So, yeah, whatever so reason they come, I try to put something in for that, you know?
3: Yeah. Because totally. like Grown
2: Up has like 15 costumes, five wigs. So, if you're there for looks, there's looks, you know?
3: Right.
2: Um, but it was always vulnerable. But I like playing my harp when I can. I love playing my guitar, too. I just never thought... You know, I grew up playing guitar because I wanted to play music. I never would have thought I would ever be playing it in drag. (laughs) Like, of course not.
3: Yeah. You know, people don't do that.
1: It's just... It's so... It's great to see, like, you doing what you truly love. Because I think that this is just something I gauge and you say, talk about this a little bit in the documentary too, which is you love drag race and like, I'm sure that you um like appreciate the experience of having been on it and everything it's afforded you, but it seems like you don't love being a contestant on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it, it, I always feel like, Drag race can make it seem to someone that's watching it like, oh, this is measuring how someone is as a drag queen and the best drag queen will win the show when that's really not true. Like being good at drag race is a skill in and of itself. And Mm -hmm. to be someone that walks into drag race and kills drag race and wins means in no way that like you are the quote unquote best drag queen. These are all incredible queens. So does that kind of come into your mind when you're on the show watching yourself on the show and watching people watch the
2: show? Well. I'm not a very good competitor and competition brings out the best in a lot of people. I wouldn't say it necessarily brings out the best in me. Um, And then I think I'm really good at drag in the real world, like the business side of it and, and the uniqueness of it, like the marketing of it. Mm. Um, I love selling shit. I love writing shit. And so I guess for me competing on drag race has never been like where I do the best. I mean, I won, Mm. of course I'm proud of it, especially on all stars. I'm like, I'm, I stand by every runway and every performance. Um, I I did a wonderful job, but like I would never want to do it again. I'm I'm just not a. Have you guys ever been on a reality style competition thing? It's really. I was on Who Wants to Be a
1: Millionaire, which doesn't really count. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I ho- I've hosted a I've ho- I host this reality competition show, obviously too. Right. And I kind of see you haven't competed as a dog yet. No, I haven't, I haven't yet competed as a dog, but watch this face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, but it's kind of interesting to like see how the sausage gets made. Yeah. And these are, these really are the people that, how the hot Mm. dogs get made. Thank you. Um, but it really is interesting because like they really are real people. And then when the judging happens, it's really what it is like There, there's yeah. no like producing that goes into like the judging of it all. And that's why I'm always like, Oh, this is so interesting. Cause as the host, I kind of was walking in the back and I assume producers would come back and be like, okay, so for the narrative, this person needs to win and that you have to be really hard on this person and the judging. And that would be kind of guided that way. But at least on our show, that wasn't the way it was. And I, I would imagine that's actually not the way it is on drag race because, um, sometimes the critiques are so like what that it has to be their real critique you know what i mean right, yeah right. and
2: and the critiques in real life are they take hours hours mm, yeah. for yeah. six yeah, for yeah, the yeah, for the three top and three bottom to get critiqued, it takes hours and you see mm-hmm. 10 minutes of it maybe right yeah. and it's so nuanced because everything's also taste michelle could yeah. love it ross could hate it two different opinions and mm-hmm. I, I love judges i love everyone it's four people behind a table. They're not smarter yeah. than me or better than me. And I'm right, such an right. asshole. Even on Drag Race in front of RuPaul, who's flawless, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're pretty, but mama. <laughs> yeah, hello, look at me. <laughs> yeah, and you can't really tell me anything. And I think that's why, even, on, even in season seven, when I went home fourth, I remember sitting in the van being like, okay, well, they just told me I wasn't an ex-drag superstar, but they don't really have control over that. Yeah, right. And like, I was talking to Violet about this recently, and Violet was like, It's crazy to see everything you've done. And Violet's such a a wonderful person, but she goes, It's crazy because I didn't see it for you at all. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Thanks, Violet. Thank you so much. But I guess to me, you can't let those experiences really define you because those reality shows are so hard to win. Drag Race is so hard hard to win especially the all-stars format because it's yeah, like a rube so goldberg it's, machine it's don't yeah, do too good like- <laughs> but don't do too bad right you kind of have to do what i did and like not eliminate anyone and not ever be in the bottom like that's how to win that is I, like forever yeah.
0: i have not been on a reality competition show myself either but i to like draw a really like janky parallel analog whatever like hearing you talk about drag race just kind of reminds me of SNL in this, in the way that it's like people who even audition for SNL and who don't get it are like incredible. This means I'm are incredible. (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm over here being like, it's, and it's like what you're saying. It's like, I am a fine comedian, fine comedian, fine writer. I happen to be, I'm decently good at S, like on SNL. I'm good. my my skill is being on that show, and it just so happens to be that outside of the show, I'm like doing all these different things where I'm like humbled every fucking moment. Where I'm like, I go onto the set of this like TV show, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's like you. I think it's so valuable for anyone to have like multiple environments where they are being challenged in different ways, so that they can be like, oh, wait. I'm not deriving all my value. and That is so
2: true. It's like, I know that, I mean, I'm just going to acknowledge it. I know that I get a lot of opportunities other drag queens do not get and will never get. I know I'm lucky enough to be the first drag queen to do so many things. And it's like, a lot of that is not Drag Race related. So like, I'm lucky to be at a place where people love me from Drag Race, but they really like me because of the music or the YouTube or whatever. So now it's nice because my worth doesn't hinge on what I did on a TV
0: show years ago. Exactly, and isn't it nice that you do these live shows and you look in the crowd, and you Trixie, don't necessarily know what they're here, like how they know yeah. you, you know it's like' isn't I that don't kind even of mention fun? drag racing shows because I
2: Beautiful. feel like you already saw that, like you came for yep. more, yep. you know, and i I don't claim to be the best singer, the best dancer, the prettiest, the anything, but I just try to do things that like, well, this is what I do, and I know other people can't do it, so I'm gonna do that more, yeah,
1: you know, and like when for Bowen sure. said like when you see you doing your thing, there's obviously so much joy in it. I always like a a true hack for anyone that wants to do anything is if you are having fun and you love what you do, truly everyone else will have fun and probably like what you do. Like it's really, it's just, you just have to, it's a truly a trick. But once I think I read it in Amy Poehler's book. Um, It was just like, she said something like, that's the trick. If you are having fun, other people will have fun. It does not have to be perfect. It does not have to be the best. No one can step to you. Yes. And people out there that are like determined to critique because that's who they are and what they are and the way that they go about life is to um, be very critical. And that's how they file things in their brain. That's fine. That is not most people. And that is probably not the people that are coming to see you.
2: I will say too, like, um, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but you owe it to, when it comes to listening to the voices, you owe it to the people who love what you do to not pay attention to the people who don't love what you do. There you go. That is huge. That's that your, is very your only good. job. Because wow. I've talked, like, I know I represent, like, mediocrity to a lot of people. There are a lot of people who are like, that sense of humor does nothing for me. Or that music does nothing for me, but that has nothing to do with. I me. yeah same.
1: Or the people that and drag queens you. are yeah. so
2: confident because, like, I mean, as Trixie, it's like you can't tell me anything. You can't right. tell me mm-hmm. anything. You, I could be bombing. Right. I could be like, Mama, that was a serve. Oh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but with drag, of course, we watch for the beads and the sequins and the wigs. But we're really watching because it's inspiring to watch someone believe it, and mm-hmm. I believe it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Before you sell it, you got to buy it yourself. Okay?
1: I'd rather be delusional than depressed. To completely. Completely. I'd rather be <laughs> delusional than depressed. Put it on my gravestone. Cointy. Pe-
2: it's like, it's like uh circuit <laughs> gaze with clack fans. And I'm walking onto stage with an Appalachian harp. Like, mama, this is about to be it. I'm about <laughs> to shut it down.
1: <laughs> but honestly, and they secretly live. They secretly live. But I they also knew
2: it. when I started playing guitar and drag <laughs> or stuff like that, I knew I had to commit a hundred million.
0: Yeah. For it to sell.
2: Because you can't go out there gun shy. No matter what you're <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah,
3: no. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's what so good real. Com-
2: all the the, co- I mean, I was just thinking about this too. It's like comedians, like you're really being paid for bravery. And the best comedians are fucking fearless. Mm-hmm. You go to watch someone be fearless. Yeah. Which right, is why yeah. it's so uncomfortable when someone's trying to stand up and they're scared. I know. Every time I've had a bad show, I'm like, fuck that audience. I wake up the next day, eight hours later, like, it was me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I went into that And, that's, and that's okay. You know but what? Okay. I can always tell,
1: like, it, like, it, it, it's, it's, because now we've been doing it for so long and I feel like I've been doing it for so long that there was a period in, like, back in, like, towards the last, couple years of living in new york like and when i first came to la where i feel like i could walk out onto a stage and not even think about it and just go and have a good time or whatever but sometimes like every every so often there'll be a period where i'm about to get on stage and in the minute before or in the 30 seconds before i'll start to have this let's just uh, forgive me but the inner saboteur will come in and i'll just be like oh no like, is this going to happen to yes. me right now? And i that's a fight or flight moment. It's like, I can listen to this voice for even one second more about someone that's in the audience or people that aren't there or whatever. Or like, maybe I for a second was running my shit and I, I stumbled over it even in my head, whatever it is in that moment. But it's truly defining. I feel like that minute before you get on stage where it's like. Oh, what do I do with this? Because it will dictate how the next 10 minutes goes or the next 30 minutes goes or the next hour and a half goes, depending on what show you're doing. And so it's so it, but I so can distill it to myself. You know what I mean? It 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 is you. It is. It
2: always is. And that's why at the end of the day, you can blame whoever, but usually in the clear light of day, you're like, I let that audience down. I let the no laugh dictate that what the show was going to be like in the first two minutes. I flumbled, flumb, like flubbed and never recovered. Mm-hmm. It's really right. always you. And that's where you realize like, Oh, well, if it's me, I trust myself. So I'm going to be fine. It kind of goes both ways. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about decades ago when we used to be live performers. Like oh, I, I think about so stand-up sad. all the time my now. My and I'm like, so am I, do my credits transfer? Am I going to have to go <laughs> like relearn? I know. I, I don't know. remember my show. I don't remember my five minute set, my 15 minute set. I don't remember any of them. I think nobody's credits are transferring once. Right. Are we going to all have to like go
0: learn stand up again? I think so. Because I'm even watching these brave, brave people who in the summer, at least would do outdoor park shows. Like yes. up friends in New York who would do outdoor park shows. It's like, God bless. I can never do that, but God bless you. And then some, some people even like, like I think comedy central even like recorded some outdoor sets and they're now posting them on Instagram of like comedians we love and who are Proven quantities known quantities as far as like their comedy their voice who are like playing to these rooms quote unquote that are like patios and where the the audience members are like <laughs> like nervous to laugh and you see it kind of fuck with them yes. And i'm like wait a minute we are all we are all like for better or for worse like kind of flattened to the same we're starting all line. being
2: like it's like a new like a new computer new phone A little bit. We all got that. Like, it's weird. We're all going to have to rely on instincts and bravery because we don't remember the material. We haven't had life experience for a year to make the material. Right. Like we can't, we can't go into the world and talk about COVID. We can't. No.
1: No, no, it won't. No, well, no. we won't. It, here's the thing. It's going to be great because remember, as much as the performers are going to be in their head and have to find it, these audiences that come back are going to be so happy to watch something like that. And the audiences are are going to have the back of the performers, and the performers are going to be ready to go. I I, I really feel confident that just the energy of the live audiences when they come back, because I've been thinking about this a lot, and I just thought like not only am I missing performing I'm also missing going out and seeing things like yes, yes of course yeah, I miss like yeah. little social things like I was thinking this morning like I want to go on a date you know what I mean like I want to dress up yes. and like go to a restaurant and like decide there if I want to fuck the guy you know what I mean like I, I
3: don't I,
1: mm-hmm. I I don't know how to date and do go about even little social things now because you have to have like someone over your house you go there or whatever and with performing it's the same thing I'm getting so used to quote unquote a show being I go on like a zoom show that Joel Kim booster is hosting and we shoot the shit for six minutes about whatever that's not material you know what I mean that's not like a rehearsed comedy bit but then I thought more about it and I was like you know what what I miss most of all is just going out and being a part of something that's That's live and electric and listening to live music and watching live comedy. And I'm going to be so happy to be there when it's all done that I'm actually less concerned about performing when I go back because I can feel myself in the audience and I'm ready to give, you know what I mean? Like, cause I miss Mm -hmm. that. I miss it so desperately. It's it. I think I can speak for all three of us when I say it's a life force.
2: Yeah. And staying busy the way you guys have, or like, if we're being vulnerable, this has been probably one of the most, I know we're not supposed to say it, but like besides touring, it's probably one of the most financially viable years. I've been home the most to make the most content. I mean, Netflix and uh, my YouTube channel and the pod, I have content every day of the week. And so like in that sense, it's been enriching and it's going to be people like you and me. If you don't use it, you lose it. And those limbs will atrophy and fall off. So some of these drag queens and comedians who are sitting home, they are going to come back and not have it. They are. Because they haven't been stretching. Like you also... Can't you gotta not keep run the and then go stretched. back to yeah. marathon running and just yeah, expect right. your body to work.
1: Yeah, you know your right. leg gonna fall off, girl. Your legs gonna, fall, <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: your leg's you gonna fall off. Your legs gonna fall.
1: Hate to, hate to break it to you, your legs are gonna be falling off.
2: And it's nice for you guys between the pod and SNL and all this stuff. You can at least stretch those muscles in a way that's like maybe insulated, but still using them, still keeping you know.
0: No, for sure. If
2: SNL wasn't happening, Bowen would be dead. I'm just. I gonna would say be dead. That. I can.
0: I can. I'm, I would I agree. Them. I can cosign because. I mean every Saturday it's the dress rehearsal audience or it's the dress rehearsal audience that comes in and I'm just like, oh my God, like we're like one of the only places open and existing. That they can go see that. Yeah, that they can go see. Like I I am so fucking lucky to do this. And then but I was going to say like, there are some comedians who like just will have the gift no matter what. I mean, maybe this isn't a fair example because she, she works at SNL, but, um, I was watching like a zoom stand-up show like back in like April. No, 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 not back in April, back in, um, like July. Um, and it was Anna Dresden and she was on this zoom show and she's just like she's reading jokes that she's written and she was just kind of reading one. She was with her dog in her living room, but she's just reading these jokes and she's just like, um, okay, here's something. Um, I was going through old journal entries the other day, but I'm trying to read less books written by white authors. And I was like, oh, you stupid. She was asshole. texting me before because like, so she's finally funny. watching
1: for the first time ever. She watched the movie Second Act with J-Lo and we were like live texting because she knows that I'm me. And of course, I'm an, I'm going to be an authority on Second Act by JLo. But But uh, which is I'm saying it like it's a book that J-Lo wrote. It was a film she was in, but she's the best. <laughs> Um, listen, we could literally keep talking for hours on end, but we, I think we should move on to, I don't think so, honey, we because should I on. know, I, I know this is going to be a long I know because so we're chatterboxes. I'm, I gonna no, say no, as a no, listener, please. I've
2: never, when they're long as a listener, I listen to the whole thing. So, well, tricks. I'm
1: already like thinking you need to come back often because we yeah, are having yeah, the yeah. time of our lives and we, uh, this has been a blast. You.
2: I know anybody who is a listener of this show dreams to be on this show. Anybody. All of them, even non-performers. Like, they all want to do it.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst.
1: Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort
0: and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion.
4: for yourself your feet will thank you snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of
1: Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get...
0: Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com.
1: This is, I guess, the time, bone where we do I Don't Think So Honey, wouldn't you say? Yeah, would you confirm? I, I would say
0: so. I can right. confirm.
1: What is what is I don't think so honey. I'm so happy you asked and I'll tell you now that you did. I don't think so honey is a 60 second segment. Oh, I know what it is. Crazy. And so in the 60 seconds we rant, which is like a sort of like a accelerated elevated way of speaking about a topic in pop culture, which is um popular culture, culture that a lot of people enjoy and can experience yes. and can consume yes. really. It's about consumption at the end of the day and we can get into whether or not that's healthy or not or how good that is but that it's about consumption the capitalist you know sort of regime that we live under we could talk about it not now but later Um, and in that 60 seconds we talk about something in pop culture rants against it and um, it's because we don't like it that's why rant otherwise it would be rave which is Thank of course the you. opposite of yeah. rant um, so this being I don't think so honey we usually sort of volley it around one two three and I usually go first and I am prepared to do that because I have a
0: thing. Okay. Interesting. Well, then I have the timer ready to go. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now.
1: I don't think so, honey. Quote, twists, end quote, on the National Anthem. Okay, so today is the inauguration and Lady Gaga is performing the National Anthem. We've probably already seen her do it because I'm imagining this happens in the morning, but she has announced prior to singing it that she's doing it with a quote-unquote twist. I don't think so, honey. I don't think this is a song that needs a twist. It's not like Willow by Taylor Swift that needs like a spooky like cold soup goblin ghost remix 1900 of them. This song does not need a twist. This song was written by Ms. Frances Scott Key Honey and the key is the key. It should be sang in key. We need to be singing this song in the correct way. The only way I will say you can make a twist on it is if you sing it like Whitney Houston, extra good. Other seconds. than that, the last time we saw the National Anthem sung with a twist, it was Fergie. And while it was gay culture, it was bad. And I don't know if it's better to have that version of, I don't, of, Five seconds. of the National Anthem or not. I'm going to say probably yes, but that should be the last twist on the anthem. They're done now, Lady Gaga. No, Sing it normal. I don't think so,
2: honey. Woo! Bravo. Girl, with that kind of energy, you should storm the Capitol, sis. That was. Uh, that
1: baby. Was a ba- can I just say, from someone who was there, <laughs> did I see not you bad- climbing in the window? Did it I was see you? It was not as bad on the ground as it was on TV. I saw somebody
2: climbing in the window and cheating Thank out. Thank you. That yeah,
1: you? I was like, I sort of like did my over-the-shoulder gasp. Like, I, I I was actually
0: pretending <laughs> to be like, um, there was a lot of promising young women that were storming the Capitol, and I was one and of them. You, and you were the one who um, put a pink wig on the flagpole because you were representing the Barbs. Yes, so I was
1: actually, so it was, people are getting confused. It wasn't just like the Proud Boys that were storming. It was the Proud Boys the, and, the the barbs barbs. And, Me, and the Barbs. And I was sort of the leader of the, the Barbs. Proud barbs. And I was
2: like The Proud Barbs. The Proud Barbs.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I, <laughs> and, I, and I was also chanting Hang Mike Pence, but it was more like this.
0: Hang Mike
2: Pence.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, but anyway, uh yeah, the Lady Gaga's apparently doing a twist
2: on the national anthem. Can't wait to find out what that is. I hope it's something simple. I hope it's like a nail reveal or something like <laughs> so low production.
3: <laughs> she As, has like, a
2: like nail art, a twist. <laughs> yeah, like hope it's yeah. nothing. I hope she like parts her hair. I'm yeah. also scared, so scared for her to be there. Like, a I don't twist. want anyone there. Here's a twist on the National Anthem. Don't sing it. There, <laughs> there you go. go.
1: <laughs> you wanted a twist. Um, but, but but I just feel like we don't <laughs> we, we That's going to be the twist. She's going to do a death <laughs> You want a
2: twist. <laughs> and then sing it from the floor. She's not even going to get up oh okay. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i want the twist to be that lady gaga sings it from her home from a secure location okay because i don't need her <laughs> at the fucking inauguration i don't need kamala harris at the inauguration i don't need joe biden at the inauguration yeah. why we're not doing like a remote zoom thing is unbelievable to me it's not like we're not going to be intimidated by terrorists like you should be i'm at home intimidated by terrorists they're out here promising to come and i honestly hope that this comes out this, this episode will come out on inauguration day which which yes, I can confirm my building emailed me a week ago said on January 20th, we're going to be testing the alarm systems. It will be sudden and loud. I was like, hi, can we move this to any other day? Do you think that like we could just take one alarming factor away from this day, test the alarm system? Like I'm going to be watching the inauguration and panicking because the alarms are screaming at me. Like why that day? Regardless, I digress. I just can't believe we're having
2: it change the alarm to like rain on me or something, you know, like exactly the sound check, but change the material.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm just like, I just don't know why we have to do it on that day, but they didn't get back to my email. Um, but anyway, I just I don't I'm kind of dumbfounded that we're having the inauguration. I hope that this comes out on the day of the inauguration. It's a non-factor because it went well and safely, but it's it's, it's jarring to me. And the last thing I needed to hear was that Gaga is going to be there cuz of course we need her. Also
2: do the twist without saying there's a twist. It's like when people wear reveal mm-hmm. that's obvious. We know there's yeah. something under there. When you Working walk the runway cool. looking like Voldemort, I know that yeah, you're yeah. taking that off. Right. Of course. Right.
1: That is the great it's, it's, myth about the reveals, like that the reveals are going to be good because it's a real. You want the reveal. You want to know why Sasha Velour's reveal worked so well because it was an incredible lip sync, and because it went with the
0: performance, and because you didn't see it coming.
2: Yes, give me something I have no idea is coming.
0: Yeah, but then you could even have said that it, you could. Have, I mean, it, 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 it all like heightened to that point though. Like that's the. It was part thing. of the narrative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or like
2: Katya doing the bang reveal, never saw it coming. It's so weird. So but funny. like when you walk out there in a hefty bag like this, I'm like, I wonder <laughs> if that's coming off. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, twist on the national anthem. I don't think so, honey. Um, I was going to say, uh, that Gaga's posting of the twist of telegraphing. The twist is saying like working on something fun. Can't wait to announce. It's like oh, it's equivalent. like
1: Demi Lovato being like, our nation is in such disgrace. I'm going
2: to the studio yeah or like influencers when they're like secret project and it's them in yeah. a picture they took six months ago like, it's <laughs> yeah. not even related
1: <laughs> anyway all the girls are trying their best and speaking of trying their best and i'm gonna say ultimately probably really slaying and succeeding this is mm, yang, who is i, <laughs> I who know. is i just think one of the i Bo, i think bon yang is one of the most important people in the culture and i think that uh, and I stand and I recently was interviewed and I, I I was asked about Bowen Yang and I cried. No. From who? Who'd...
2: I frequently shed shed tears about you. Come on. Was it a Shangela to cry? Did you like cheat out to the camera and like, did you like make a moment? <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs>
1: Which Do is I my way something? of starting dropping in. What but in the
0: the moment in moving parts where Katya calls Trixie like one of the best comedic writers like ever, I'm just like I was like, that's that's I that's I'm Katya in that moment to you and Matt's Trixie, where I'm always like gassing my sister up and I'm like, You're I'm like, you're incredible. Anyway. Well, I love you right back.
2: Yes. Girl, you've done, done it again. Constantly raising the bar of us.
0: Katya
2: and I we love to do constantly. that monologue, but with negatives like, hey, flop. You have done Rester, it again, Jester. Constantly you've done it again, constantly lowering the bar for all of us. <laughs>
1: constantly raising the bar for the circus. The
0: circus. And doing <laughs> it foolishly. <laughs>
1: and you really haven't foolishly. seen that
0: one.
3: You got to no. see that no.
0: one. We'll, we'll send oh. that. To you. Oh wait, is that
2: wait? Is it, is it? Is it? Hey clown. Hey clown. Yes. Hey, is hey it clown. Jester, okay, I have seen it. Yes. You have done
1: it again, constantly raising the bar for the circus. The circus. And doing, <laughs> doing <laughs> it foolishly. Doing it foolishly. <laughs> I would say I'm surprised, but I know who you are. I've seen it That's up close and personal.
2: Katya and I get stuck in these rattles where we say the same thing over and over again. And right now it's, hey, flop, us. over and over again. Yeah. We just talked about this on the last week's episode. We've been saying flop for weeks. Yeah, flop. We, we are obsessed with flop. For a while, we were stuck in, like, we would be in a room together silently, 10 minutes to go by, and she'd be like, Stacey, did Frederica ever mention a jame gum or a jamie gum? Which is from Silence of the Lambs.
3: Yes! <laughs> That's me and Bowen
2: with them um, for months. Yeah. We were doing... I'm going to have
1: to pass on that one, which is the Aretha Franklin <laughs> interview about like the other singers. Mm, good writer, good performer, young producer. Young producer. And Sissy's Baby. You just get
0: stuck in these like in auditory the loops. loops. Yeah, in Ma- the loop. Also,
2: David, David was watching um um uh, Housewives and one of the trailers ended with someone going, I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. And I was stuck <laughs> saying that for weeks, weeks. I'd be <laughs> taking the trash out like, I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw these switches again.
1: <laughs> uh, also, another one is Bowen and I love Unreal um, Housewives. They said, um, beast. beast. I'm done talking to you, you beast. You beast. Beast. Oh, yes. beast. How dare you. How dare you. How dare you. How dare you. And then she the, cuts evil. to Eileen Davidson's talking hell. It's pure evil.
0: She's pure evil. Pure evil. Pure <laughs> evil.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you Trixie you would love Housewives because you, you would love, love you love the existence of the woman
0: 100% the desperate woman yeah just a l- micro performances within like within two words like yes. that's
1: just you love the observation of the woman who is a laugh away from a tear and that is yeah. every yeah. single woman who is ever on Real Housewives and that's why yes. you need to watch
3: it
2: we get stuck saying "Um, pretty much I would let Gemma know that Gemma is a fat <laughs> cunt we get that is a good one um anything <laughs> new york says look at the material is pretty up there too look at the material
0: oh yeah, my god yeah, new yeah, york yeah. yeah no you're a dreamer you dream, you dream a, a lot in your sleep <laughs> don't you so good you know we we also got we,
1: we got stuck on um um hey break a leg what did you say <laughs> what did you say to I, me? I said break a leg, break a leg. No, no, I'm, I'm not gonna
2: break a leg a i'm gonna leg. Get, I'm the get
1: the part that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> oh Yeah. God, so okay tiffany
2: Oh, I know those one-liners from shows I've never seen.
1: I'm not gonna break a leg. I'm gonna get the part. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm
2: gonna break. I'm gonna get the part. My ass been on
0: pause,
2: but I'm
1: about to push play.
0: Play. Yes. Also, wait. No.
1: No. One that really doesn't get the credit is. Did you go home the first fucking night? (laughs) Yes.
2: Also, um. Uh, hoops is a hoops is a whore. Her mom's a whore. Her grandma's <laughs> yeah. the biggest whore I've ever seen in my
0: entire life. <laughs> there, there will never be anyone like New York on reality TV in that same context. Oh my god, she
1: invented it. I submit Monique as host of Charm School. Um, the, the whore, whore jumped, out. jumped out, and then it jumped. You exhibited whore-like behavior. The <laughs> whore jumped out, and then it jumped back in. But it jumped out. <laughs> and when you when you do clownery, the clown comes back comes to back bite. Comes back to
2: bite. Yes, it's it's important material.
0: She won <laughs> an Academy huge. Award. Deserved it. Deserved it. Also,
2: I, I've only said like David was watching Housewives, and I got stuck saying, um, uh, "Is it about Tom? It's about Tom." <laughs> Does that? Wa- I don't even know the show, so then things will get stuck. I'm like, why is that clinging to my brain?
1: It has that effect on you. Lisa Rinna is the gift that keeps on giving, but she, and she has been for decades. But she recently had a line on Housewives, which was at a reunion. She goes, "You liked the tweet, and in liking the tweet, it says everything. It
2: says everything. It says everything. It says
0: everything. Ooh,
2: Lisa had that one really good one too, where Lisa goes, "Ooh, you're angry." You're so you angry. You are, so are. So angry, Denise. Denise. You are, Denise. You are, Denise. So, so crazy. So crazy.
1: Perfect. And Denise, you get it. Who told you that? Who told you that? <laughs>
0: Denise, <laughs> you're so angry. Angry. So
2: angry. You are. Yes. It is so condescending Like ooh You're angry Incredible. Both, Both of them Both of them knew It
1: was the last scene They would have On the show together And they're both Soap actresses That were beat to hell, sitting on yeah. that couch, looking at each other, half cross-legged, knowing it was both their last scenes of the, of the season and they were serving it. I don't know. Yeah. I, you got to get into it. Um, listen, this is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. He claims to have a topic. And um, we're going to see.
0: Bowen Yang, yeah. your I Don't Think So Honey time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The relationship between gum health and preventing dementia. Do you guys know about this? Cola Scola told me, or was it Joe Firestone? Someone told me that you have to floss Within 12 hours, every single day, or once you get older, you're going to not remember anything That's... that you form dementia plaques. I don't know if this is real. I haven't actually verified the science, but I believe it. When I hear my friends tell me you have to floss or else you're going to get Alzheimer's. I have a family history. I don't seconds. think so many this relationship because I don't want, I feel like I'm being sort of conned in a way into flossing and, and, and uh, into like, maintaining my dental health. But no, I will do anything in my power to prevent Alzheimer's from hitting me. I am not gonna become an seconds. Alice Gray. I'm not gonna become <sighs> my grandmother. I'm so sorry to say. It's tragic. And she and she passed. So um I don't think so, honey, this new relationship that I have to sort of um this, this new seconds. element of upkeep that I have to incorporate into my life. I don't think so, honey, this um potentially bogus relationship medically that I have to now abide.
1: That's one minute. Um, I'm interested to hear about this as someone with. Several grandparents who passed away of better diseases related
2: to yeah apparently, but also honestly keep it in the teeth
0: like just keep the string in the teeth full time because gums (laughs) they bleed girl and that's the thing but once you get into it once you get into a habit of flossing they stop bleeding
2: they don't bleed
1: yeah all right well I guess I got to break it in Alzheimer's isn't
2: funny no however. There is something funny about forgetting really essential shit in your life. I know that it's awful, but in the movie, Mm. Still Alice, when she couldn't find the bathroom (laughs) in her own home and pissed her pants, I was laughing so hard. (laughs) I know that that's awful. But like, I cried a lot in that movie, but peeing your pants in your own house because you can't find your own bathroom is, it is funny. It is well, funny. The
1: reason you laughed is because you, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And when you're going to exactly. do? cry, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm already a dripping wet Pisces. If I'm trying, if I want to find the humor in something that's, that's sad, let me, because I guarantee you, trust me, I feel very sad about it on the inside. And that's almost why yep. I'm laughing because if you don't laugh, you'll cry and that's where that comes from. But Mm -hmm. that being said, I've gone to the
2: bathroom in my pants and I don't have Alzheimer's. So like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And so what excuse do you have? I drink
1: whiskey. Not a one. There you go, baby. Because sometimes I have fireball
2: whiskey with pizza.
1: You might as well be still
2: Alice after that girl. (laughs) Come on, diet.
1: (laughs) Literally. Wait, wait, Bowen. I wanted to tell you, I've been making my own food at home and I don't think cooking my meat. Right. And I feel like I'm shitting like Bowen Yang. It's horrible. It's horrible
0: excuse me how are you you're on your the meat? record
1: that your shits are bad that's i know, I know but how
0: are you cooking your meat girl do, I, i'll cook it and then i'll just get like, a cast I, iron skillet or something what well, you think i don't like, have a cast, a cast, cast iron, iron skillet?
2: skillet are you like hottie with the chicken in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> that's also iconic the editing on that show is so so shady every time <laughs> hottie <laughs> blinks and they do the bike ring, ring 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 like yeah that is so shady oh yeah
0: yeah, hottie. I mean, Oh, another
2: one. Beyonce, <laughs> bitch. You look like Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross.
3: Bitch,
1: you look like Luther Vandross.
2: Yeah, I might be a bitch to but the At heart? least it'll go around to everyone's. Yeah, so good.
0: Hottie, hottie, institution. so good. No, hottie. Mental institution. Bitching a straight jacket. That's
2: <laughs> I forgot who said that. It's, it's not New York. It's
0: Goldie. It's Goldie. It's Goldie. It's Goldie. Yes, hottie. Mental institution. Bitching a straight jacket. And it's it's so, so that show good. is incredible.
2: Um, oh my god! Uh, so good, and then um, who's the one? A pumpkin who spits in her face. She's like, "All yeah. right, uh, pumpkin, uh, do I hate her? No. Does she still need a facelift? Uh, yes."
3: Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, she invented reality television. She did. She did. She really obsessed.
1: Did. Also, wait, I just want to throw. I just want to say before we move on to Trixie's, I don't think so, honey. One of the most iconic from Real Housewives of Atlanta is who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna check me, boo? So, you need check to get me, boo, checked. checked. Who gonna check me, boo? And the, the neck roll that went into it. I'm just like, Sheree was, she made some mistakes and got got kicked off the franchise, but she was forever. Okay, so, huge moment insofar as huge it's moment. Trixie Mattel's I Don't Think So Honey time. Do you have something prepared? By the way,
2: I do these alone in my house all the time. And that's how you And know. I say I don't think so, honey, while it happens. We love that.
1: Okay. We, okay, and this is Trixie Mattel's I Don't Think So Honey. Her time starts now.
2: Okay, this is a little bit tired, but I follow a lot of doll collecting websites. And sometimes they, they'll go and they'll be selling dolls. And every time they post dolls on Facebook, they put trigger warning because some people are afraid of dolls. If we've arrived at a place where you can't scroll past some naked Barbie dolls being sold in a lot, you maybe shouldn't have a computer be on the internet. <laughs> and with that, and with that, the way that Barbie has become a scapegoat for people's issues and people's problems—let me tell you—before Barbie, women were only allowed seconds. to play with bar- baby dolls. Women were allowed to imagine be moms, and then Barbie <gasps> came along, and you could imagine to be single, have a house, a car, have jobs, be beautiful. And the only reason Barbie gets scapegoated as like the landing point for people's insecurities is because America seconds. makes women hate their bodies. Barbie mm. is a toy that's so popular everyone has one, and so just because there's a Venn diagram doesn't mean that Barbie's at the fault of all of that. Barbie changed mm-hmm. the lives for Five women seconds. forever, forever. Yeah, and what?
1: And there we go. And that's one minute. I, I, I any un, any anti Barbie culture, I'm hesitant about. Because I feel yeah. it wasn't her fault. And putting the blame on her is anti-feminist
0: thing. It's, it's very first thought. It's very first thought. And and that was like a Malcolm Gladwell essay, Trixie. Like you synthesizing those two things together. Well,
2: thank you. I feel very strongly about it. I've read in my free time, I read a lot of nonfiction books about Barbie and I couldn't be more passionate about it.
1: Barbie is, <laughs> she's a scientist. She's a, a lifeguard. She's a teacher. <laughs> she's a model. Yeah. She's stunning. She's a legend. She's an icon. She has a point. She is the moment. She is the moment. Now, come on She's a woman who gets it. She's a woman who gets it. it. She's bisexual. (laughs) She's a friend. I'm crying. She's a mother. She's a driver. She's a police officer.
2: Until she came along, they were basically like, you can pretend to be a mom and that's it. Right. Yeah. And then the reason she got so popular is because people were like, a doll with boobs? I can't have that. But the greater fear than that is raising a daughter who wasn't attractive. So parents were like, well, maybe if I buy this, my daughter will have a meal ticket because she'll have a husband. Mm -hmm. So it's a very dark Mm. past, but the heavy lifting that Barbie did for the development of like equality in women and the way that at least in the last (laughs) 10 years, she gets everything loaded on top of her is
0: crazy. It's crazy. I mean, like people lose their minds even at like the like the differently figured, like the more realistically figured or or proportional Barbie, like the dolls, like everyone had a conniption. And I was like, but is it really do we do we actually care that much or do we hate that idea so much that like we are going to shit on this on Twitter for like a whole day? I yeah. How many G.I. Joe's do you see with beer bellies? Bitch, not right. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly
1: Bowen and I were talking because Ben Delacreme, who we fucking love is like featured prominently in in your documentary as well we were talking like him eliminating himself on All Stars was the most was the most iconic thing he ever could have done. And the most dragged thing he ever could have done. Like I'm flipping around this lipstick. It's my own name in this shitty whiteout and I'm leaving (laughs) and going to pretend like it's an emotional moment and stomp out of here after like killing it in the way that this competition exists right now. I have checked 10 on every box and now I'm going to see myself out. And even the way Rue reacted, I knew that Rue loved it. Like I, I, I felt like Rue must have loved it, or at least I yeah. hope that Rue loved it. But the thing is, like I felt like that was drag on top of drag, which made it so iconic and amazing yeah. to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's more punk rock than exiting a drag competition on your own terms?
0: It's very like, Seattle.
2: Very, very so PNW. Genius. It was Hunger Games, like the berries, like I'm gonna kill myself. Like it was that. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> it was that.
0: And it you was. and you even made you even made the observation in the documentary you're like after that happened, you were like, I mean, Ben wants this to be the Olympics, but it's like it's a it's a TV show. It's like yeah, it's not
2: Ben didn't want to yeah. wear a crown that represented also reality TV. And it's like you really should leave then if you don't want to carry that title, if you don't think it's ethical. You'll be happy to right. not happy, you know, by the oh, way, totally. by the way, everybody's like, no, Ben, no bitch. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I, because I'd yeah. love to wear the crown. Oh, me and Shangela were like, finally, it like, we were yeah. thrilled. <laughs> Shangela and I were like everything. I think I'm gonna like it. <laughs> thrilled.
3: yes. Like, yes. Shangela, like yes. Kennedy
2: ran backstage. Like she was not the father. Shangela like went like this <laughs> and I was she just was like, not the father. I was just thrilled. I was like, Oh, <gasps> right, 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 right. Yes. Amazing. It was nice. Amazing. I, I definitely, I mean, I unofficially owe her about a hundred thousand dollars. So thank you, Ben. To the ah!
0: No, you don't. <laughs> I, there's a moment in the documentary. I think I keep talking about the doc. Sorry. But, um, when it's, it's the premier, it's the premiere party for all stars three. And then you and Ben and Kenny are backstage. Um, and, and you're talking about Katya. Um, and then Ben's like, yeah, I mean, like, sometimes I get, I get asked questions or, or like people were asking you about content and You're like, I don't know how to answer. And then uh, Ben was like, yeah, I get asked questions too. And then you cut her off. You're like, why do you dress like this? And then em- immediately Ben picks up and is like, yeah, right. And it's a mental issue. And like, you guys like have <laughs> such a genuine, li- I'm like, this is so funny. And like, I feel so like fly on the wall for like watching this interaction even happen. I was just like, this is great. This is
2: I best. wish for both of you to someday, I'm sure you've done it. If you can someday be in a drag dressing room, that is where the show is. It is. Oh yeah. People who respect each other being... Fucking mean to each other is so fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's, I,
1: that's one more thing I want to ask is like, so yes, like the way that the fans get heated about it, the show and the results of the show, et cetera, it's, it's very high stakes. I wonder like amongst the cast, when, when the results are kind of happening, like, you know, the, the Morgan McMichaels of it all and like, you know, like the, the eliminations are tough from the very beginning. Is it actually dramatic and thick between you guys or are you guys kind of like performing? Or is it a mixture of both?
2: Uh, well, you have to, it's a little bit Stockholm syndrome because it is real, especially on an all-stars level because we all want this. We're all stars, we're all professionals. But it is Stockholm syndrome because when you've been there a week with no phone and no outside contact, you this is your bubble and this is the real world. It feels real. Reality TV, when you're doing it well, it does feel real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, certain yeah, things yeah. feel more emotional. When somebody gets eliminated, it does feel like they're dying. It does. It feels like you're never going to see them again. Mm, Even yeah. though it's not true. Especially yeah. th- what makes me laugh though is when drag race is like two episodes in and everyone's been there two days and they're like, we fucking been here the whole competition. I'm like, you've been there three days. <laughs> like Chi Chi Debain, God bless her soul, love her to I death. We're like three days into drag race, and she's like, I miss my cat. I'm like, Chi Chi, we've been here <laughs> like Aww. four days. Aww, she was Chi-Chi. just like, ugh, I'm exhausted. I <laughs> love her, yeah. Chi. Yeah, she wow.
1: was a true, true, let's, true, amazing Let's dedicate performer.
2: this episode to the incomparable Chi-Chi
1: <laughs> Rest in power, Chi-Chi. If you stay um, ready,
2: you ain't got to get ready. The most iconic. hundred percent. So good. Very the best, good. The best. Well, I love you guys. This
1: may, may go down in history as our longest episode, and I probably could have done it for two more hours. Uh, this, I could have. This,
0: I really could. Please
1: have. come back. Literally, open invitation. Whenever you want. Like this is truly, truly fun. Well,
2: thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, I know you guys have a lot of similar listeners. But if anybody wants to hear Bald and the Beautiful, we love making this. Yes. Me and Katya. Yes. Our COVID, our COVID special, part of our artist special comes out this week. So
1: <laughs> get into it. <laughs> Check it
2: out. Check it out. Get Perfect. into COVID. Yes, and buy makeup. Come buy makeup. Stream Barbara. Read the book. Do all that. But um, I just love you guys. This has been such an honor. We, we love you so back, much. and we, we gotta say, you. I will be Thank listening so every much.
1: Week. Oh my lord! And um, listen, Bo. The way we sort of wrap up every episode is famously with the song. Before we sing it, I want to ask you a question. Did you you did watch Promising Young Woman? I did. So next week we're going to talk about Promising Young Woman. But there's a scene in it where Bo Burnham knows all the words to Paris Hilton's "Stars Are Blind," and I just want to ask a question before we leave. Do you think straight men know the words to Paris Hilton's "Stars Are Blind"?
2: I
0: don't even think a lot of gay men know it. No, and don't make this another plot point.
2: No, but
1: and this is gonna this is gonna directly carry into our conversation next week when we discuss the film. But don't for now,
3: do that.
0: even though the guys are yeah, crazy. Guys are- Even though the stars are blind blind. If you show me real love, baby baby, I'll show you I I,
1: I can make it nice and naughty naughty. Be the devil and And angel too Got a heart and soul and body Let's see what this love can do Maybe I'm perfect for you.
3: Huh.
0: To listen to the rest of that song, watch Promising Young Woman, available to rent. For <laughs> $20. <a> <laughs> for $20. Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles.
1: Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and
0: with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil
1: Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great
0: all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you.
1: You gotta put your true self out there, okay?
0: And those classic Crocs clogs and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours.
1: Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort
0: Perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me and me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at Titanicmusical.com.
4: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.